1: John and Steven. Thank you, of Comics. I'm your host, John Clark, and we have a very special episode. Mainly always with me as Chicago's King of Geeks, Elliot Serrano.
0: Yes, I am in the I'm gonna call it your Bat Cave, because it's got all the goodies strung about like uh, Bruce Wayne did in the Batcave. You're missing a giant penny, though. I think you need a giant. I penny. Uh, I have a giant penny somewhere. I think I have a giant penny in a Batcave box, like that my dad brought back from Washington DC in the
1: '70s, and I've just always had it in my Batcave dioramas. And I'm at a point right now where I don't have a Batcave
0: diorama. Everything's a city street. Mm, you're 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 you're. Uh your finished uh, basement here looks like the Batcave.
1: Yeah, so we are... This is We're doing another in-person cabinet of comics. It's like 2019. It's really exciting. <laughs> but instead of doing this in the office, we have moved down to my finished basement where uh, I keep things like hot toys and an elliptical machine. Uh, but we also have the PlayStation 5 because we are going to... We haven't done this in a long time. And uh, I don't even know the last cabinet of comics we did this. But we're going to do a live audio commentary of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny.
0: Live uh, live to
1: tape, right? Live recording <laughs> of Indiana Jones. <laughs> We're recording this on a Friday afternoon on Labor Day weekend. This week, uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny came out on digital. It is not on Disney Plus yet, but it came out on Vudu and iTunes and Amazon Prime. I bought it on iTunes. Uh, watch the extras. There is an hour documentary, which is really in-depth, so I've watched that. But I haven't watched the film since the theater. Now, I've seen it twice in the theater, Elliot. How many times have you seen it?
0: I've seen it twice. I wanted to see it a third time, but couldn't make it. They, they pulled it from the theaters pretty quickly, I, I will
1: say. Well, that. It didn't do that well, but they rushed it out on digital. That's the upside to it. So the, the good news is, is that it's already on digital, and we have not watched this movie together.
0: No, so, we have not.
1: So the good no. news is we've both seen this enough where neither one of us is going to tell each other to shut up. <laughs>
0: Oh, what's that? No. Yeah, uh, and, I'm going, and I'm, I'm going to assume that people who are listening to this will have also seen the movie, and they're not going to want to tell us to shut up.
1: No, they've seen it. No, this is this is the <laughs> this is as if they had recorded an audio commentary on the Blu-ray by two guys that had nothing to do with the production.
0: Exactly. This yeah. is
1: kind of like uh, they did the Star Trek films, and they had audio, they had directors' commentaries, but then they had audio commentaries just from just people that liked it, like Damon Lindelof did first contact or wrath of con like fans came on and did stuff this is what this is except we haven't done anything of note
0: and this isn't going to be like on the blu-ray when it comes out no but if if it comes out
1: when so you can save this if you buy it on digital or i'm sure disney plus is going to get it very soon uh especially because it didn't do that well (laughs) Um, (laughs) so the way this works we've done this a few times before many many years ago we used to have a uh the very first version of Capitated Comics was called Audio Commentaries of Audio Commentaries, and we made about 10 episodes, and it was back when I was doing stand-up, so you, you can hear uh, guys like Mike Trucker on there, and, um, and Jared Logan, some like really big comedians. Uh, Mark Normand is on the X-Men 3 one. <laughs> But we used to put on bad movies, put on the audio commentaries, and then yell at the director because the director was usually full of shit. (laughs) And they usually record the audio commentary when they thought the film was going to be a hit and they were patting themselves on the back for a big piece of garbage. So we did that as a podcast. We're going back to that format. So what I will do is we will count three, two, one. We'll start the movie together. You start your movie when we say go, and then we will be synced. To the picture uh, this is what Riff Tracks used to do Riff yeah, Tracks for yeah. a while they were doing like Lord of the Rings and uh, Spider-Man and because they didn't have the rights to those movies you just sync it to it so without further ado we are going to start Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny in three, two, one. press play First thing we see is that it's a Disney film because it warned you about tobacco depictions, <laughs> not just his, not violence. just there's a defense. lot of murders in this movie. <laughs> D- Disney never saw Disney. Disney was an odd uh, Disney uh, I do like this, Paramount. I don't know what I, I don't know if they needed to get paid for that. But it's nice to see the Paramount Mountain in all of the Indiana Jones films.
0: But they didn't do the transition from the Paramount logo to again a mountain of some type in the movie. They go from the Lucasfilm logo. It's a Lucasfilm transition yeah.
1: because it becomes a lock um, on the uh, on the back of the truck.
0: And of course, they kept the you know the the the, the font for the titles, but this time it's a Disney and Lucasfilm present, which. Um, Takes a, I mean, for a Disney production, I'm going to say these are uh, the most vile Nazis of all the films. I mean, these guys are total a-holes. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're bad. I mean, they're, they, these do you, are... Do you
1: think <laughs> there was a concerted effort to make them bad because there are people that think Nazis
0: are good right now? <laughs> and Disney's like, no, they're not. You know, even when... even we We've talked about this on the show before. There are still people who, who think Nazis are good. But. Yeah. And now we see we see the
1: de-aged or, or it's the deep thick young Indiana Jones, which I think looks perfect, except some of the movement doesn't track quite right. I
0: don't know. It's it, looking at it now on the screen. I swear it looks like they touched it up a bit. Like they, they maybe they went in a little bit and they said, OK, we need to we need to fix this because or maybe it's because it's not blown up on a giant, you know, it might be going city. from
1: film to this is the 4K version. Right. So it, it's possible that we're seeing more detail in the 4K. I mean, movies are native 8K, but, you know, you're sitting when you're sitting, you know, 100 yards away.
0: Yeah. But, uh. But then they had to de-age everyone. I mean, I don't, I don't think they did it so much on Mads here for Doctor Voler. No,
1: I think with Mads Mickelson they more aged him for the rest of for the, the rest, film. rest of the. They, film. You know, they gave him like gray hair, and I think they gave him some lines. Um, I'm not seeing a lot of de-aging on Mads because he he kind of looks like he does. And now the Spear of Destiny is in this, which was a huge part of the comics. Yep. So an
0: Easter egg to the expanded
1: universe of Indiana Jones.
0: uh, What's going to amuse me is that you've had so many people who have kind of like complained about this movie saying, well, they could have done this. They could have done that. You know, after watching dial of destiny, I went back and I read, I reread a bunch of the Marvel comics as well as the dark horse comics. This really feels like they took tons of elements from those previous stories and just pulled them into this. Like, um, like they've been doing with um, the expanded universe these, for Star Wars, for Star yeah. Wars, yeah,
1: yeah. It's, it's finding these finding these little things, and, and what I like about it is that it makes a lot of that expanded universe canon. And of course, there's so much less Indiana Jones than there is of
0: Star Wars out there, way less, unless you really read the. Again, you read the Marvel comics, which are, you know, I went back and I read a bunch of them, and it's 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 of varying quality. Okay, see so here, yeah. now here. His eyes look a little glassy from time to time. But you get, But you get. Well, I would say, you can tell he really... Harrison Ford did a lot of emoting, you know, for this. So that they would get some capture, you know, get motion capture on his face.
1: The personality is really on it in a way that I didn't even... I haven't even seen in de-aging. Like, I was watching Civil War again, and when they show the de-aged Robert Downey Jr., Uh that looks more cg than this does, and that wa- that wasn't even like replace a face replacement. Right. So it's come a long way, and certainly this is miles from Rogue One. Of, you know. Oh yeah, with uh, with Peter like Cushing and Carrie Fisher. Carrie
0: Fisher. This is. <laughs> so again, the Nazis are going to hang into here, <laughs> and well, th- and we're worried about we're worried about the pictures of tobacco. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> but people might smoke. You know hanging This is the moment where I realized this movie is going to be as big as the other ones. Right there. Yeah. When when it explodes, I'm like, this is, this is huge. And in that very Spielberg way where it's all cause and effect, it's not just random, it's not random action happening. It's like, okay, now that he's being hung, now that it's blown up, it's weakened, and now he, so he falls down, but he can't get the rope off his neck. Yep. So it might hang him again.
0: (laughs) And then it's, and this is I mean I got to give James Mangold some credit because this sort of stunt this sort of oh that the, now now this is where the face doesn't look quite real. Yeah, but yeah. the expression it was is perfect. There?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a little varying I mean I think it's always going to be uncanny valley because like just like deep fakes the more convincing it gets the more your eye is going to be trained to know that it's fake. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just going to you're just going to scrutinize it more as it goes
0: on. I think, too, that's good with all the debate about AI, too. I think we're going to be seeing more and more. Oh, yeah, that looks like AI. That's AI. So if people are afraid that AI is going to take over yeah. you know, all of creativity. But again, to my original point, though, I give Mango credit that Spielberg is known as being kind of the almost a perfect action director because you can always tell what's going on on screen. With the way he stages the different stunts and the different bits. One of the things I loved about Tintin, when I saw that, yeah. I was like,
1: Oh my god, the guy that made Indiana Jones still has that
0: touch. Definitely. Which yeah. is
1: why I wanted to see him do this. But I think uh I I don't know that Spielberg would have done as good a job. I mean, looking at Crystal Skull, he was already kind of over this. Much as he oh, loves that. these, I felt like he didn't really have the drive
0: to make another one. And again, the face looks kinda weird here. They keep it in the dark a lot. Yeah. There looks good. It's like the reverse shots. Di- yeah, and, and uh, I Some love how the g- these these uh, Nazi officers get into the car, and they didn't see that the driver just got punched and nope. t- you know, dropped to the ground. They're not paying attention. And Toby Jones doing the
1: uh, doing the franchise trifecta. He was Arnim Zola in Captain America. Uh, he did a really good Matt Smith Doctor Who. Ah yes, he was the Dream Doctor, yep. right? And now, yes, and now here he is in Indiana Jones. All he needs
0: now is Star Wars. Then he, he'll hit, and the, it'll the, happen. The, the, I mean, uh, the, the, the the was it the Grand Slam all four?
1: Well, David Tennant's in Ahsoka right now, so he's, Star yeah. Wars will eventually get everybody. And David Tennant already did Marvel.
0: He did so Marvel, and he he he's in Jessica Harry Jones. Potter. So he's in his own. Um, his yeah, own he was in Harry Grand Potter Song. before he was in Doctor Who. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, see now this part I don't get. He, he just starts I mean don't get me wrong, when you're in the middle of the scene, you're like, oh, this is really a cool ass scene, but like he's driving the car off the road or off that way and he's catching <laughs> the train. Yeah, no, I know. But the again, the officers in the back are like, what what the f-? you know, they're not going like, what the fuck? Oh yeah. They are. They're saying that in so, German. They're well, going, "What
1: are you doing?" <laughs> and well, then he not, just but- ran over <laughs> Motorcycle. Look, he's just tapping him <laughs> on the shoulder. He's like, don't run over the motorcycles.
0: I'm just not getting how these other guys are willing to shoot yeah. at a car when they're their own officers in the back.
1: But they're still. just confused, which yeah. I like. It's, I mean, this is what makes Indiana Jones my favorite character. He's always... It, uh, it's, as opposed to every other action hero, he's always a little worried... <laughs> He yep. always makes impulsive that turn out to be bad decisions.
0: Yes, yes. He, he always goes left when he should be going right.
1: Yes. And it's always about how does he survive it, not how does he win? Because he never wins.
0: Yeah. Now, again, this, this whole sequence here, there's so many people who point just to this opening, you know, 40 minutes of the film. That this is the most indie of the whole thing, and it, it does. Oh it, well, yeah, he's
1: playing a thirty-eight-year-old character. <laughs> Let's say this...
0: the, the action sequences, though, is just—it feels very Spielbergian.
1: Well, as I was, I was watching the extras, and I may be quoting them from time to time, Mangold said, "Let's be indulgent for the first twenty minutes and sh- give you exactly what you came to see: Indiana yeah. Jones at his prime, punching out Nazis, doing death-defying escapes." And it pulls it off. I feel like. I, I've been a Mangold fan since Logan. I think Logan is an amazing film. Um, I, don't lo- I haven't loved every single movie he's made. It's not a director I follow. But I was really impressed of how he does a Spielberg homage, but he doesn't go as far as like a J.J. Abrams does. Right. You know, what J.J. Abrams is like fan fiction, like Super 8, which isn't based on any existing property, but it's the most Spielberg-looking movie.
0: It yeah, does all the well. That's where he gets like the the lens flare, but not yeah. quite. his his version of the 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 shining light, which I didn't realize uh, was actually something Orson Welles first did in Citizen Kane. Uh, everything was first done by Orson Welles in <laughs> yeah. <and> Citizen Kane. <laughs> I remember seeing Citizen Kane, going, "Oh, so that's where Spielberg got that from." Yeah, so saw Citizen Kane in high
1: school, and that kind of like. Kind of blew my world up. Citizen Kane is the Beatles of movies. No, it's like he did. He did everything. He did everything right. This is a touch I just love. This is the perfect Indiana Jones. Yeah. First of all, I love that we we have him like we start with him dressed as a Nazi. That looks very CG.
2: Because he
1: always dresses as a Nazi and it never quite works.
0: Yeah, yeah, or looks seems forced.
2: Yeah, because like the, the like in Raiders. Outfits.
1: Raiders, he punches out a, a little Nazi, and he doesn't fit in his clothes. Yep. I remember my uncle. My uncle was pitching Raiders Lost Ark to people in 1981 based on that. They were like, "It's the greatest movie ever." He punches out a guy, and his uniform doesn't fit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he's got to get another one. That was right. it. Yeah. It's like
1: I mean, uh, 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 it's like when I took Ben to Civil War. Uh, uh, my ex said, how did you like it? He goes, Oh, it was great. He was sitting in the back seat and he asked he asked Falcon to move his seat up and Falcon said no. And that was his review of the movie. But you know what? Still a great moment. Uh, but the this the fact that he's wearing a German uniform with a bullet hole through it.
2: Nope.
0: It's the it's the perfect detail. It's when I knew we were in good hands. Well, I mean, I'd seen Mangold's. Um, when I saw Ford versus Ferrari, I knew he was going to do a bang up. So never
1: finished that? I got about a half an hour in. You know, I don't know. I just thought it was a little slow. I like Matt Damon. I like Christian Bale. Maybe I wasn't enough of a car guy. And I just, I, I was on HBO, and I like just paused it, and that was three years ago. Still paused out there somewhere. (laughs)
0: So I like how here they they say the spear of destiny that they found the lance of Langolis, is, is a fake. So it doesn't contradict. Yes. The the Dark Horse series that's going to come out later.
1: Also, a nice mm-hmm. callback to Last Crusade. Yes. When Henry hits Indy with the
0: with the vase. Yes. You see it from the it's, cross stitch. Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, it breaks the heart and the head. <laughs>
1: We may be doing a lot of quoting the other four <laughs> films.
0: And and I yeah,
1: like... this is one of the, this is one of the, the bonding uh, foundations of our friendship was, I think we realized early on, nobody liked Indiana Jones <laughs> as much as the other person on this couch. <laughs> like Neither you nor I has met anyone that likes Indiana Jones uh, yep. as much as you are. And I believe we're tied I think, in how yeah. much we like it.
0: I believe. Yes, definitely.
1: Now, see, now, now we see the Dial of Destiny, and I'm pissed that there weren't those dials all over the place.
0: Because the Antithi- it's, it's a perfect
1: handheld artifact. The figure should have came come with it.
0: Should have come with a smaller version mm-hmm. of it,
1: yep. Should I have <coughs> two of them that snapped together, and it was just kind of skipped over. Whereas in 2008, there were crystal skulls all over the place.
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe at some point Disney will... I know the Disney shop has them, uh, has the crystal skull. But they don't have the dial. Yeah, they don't have a dial. Although they did have one on display at um, at the parks. Who knows? Maybe they will. I mean, it, it would make sense that they should o- they should offer it at some point. Um, but the the, uh, the 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 funny thing about the actually the real antit is that um, you can look it up. It's it exists, but it doesn't look anything like that. No, and, it's yeah.
1: it's basically just like uh, mold. <laughs> <All> <laughs> it's right. like a pile of mold because it's very old.
0: I did, I did post an article by one of the uh, Greek tourism um, uh, pages about the, uh, the Antithikira on the uh, Top Men podcast page, so if anyone wants to read uh, that, Harrison Ford, you know Ford that. says
1: on the extras he likes that this
0: is the only artifact that's not religious in the series. Oh, uh, yeah, but, well, no, the, 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 uh, the skull is not religious. Which pissed people off, because it seems like if if, 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 if Indy's going to go after something, it has to be a religious artifact, which kind of annoys me. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Yep. I like he uses <laughs> he uses the, the, the fake Spear of Destiny as a door lock, because he does not care. Uh, I, you know, I can tell you, I've already seen somebody on Etsy making some really cool replicas of that Spear of Destiny. And now, your prop replica collection has really grown. Oh, yeah. I'm still looking for... um. I'm still looking for a Shankara stone. Ah, oh, I've seen i I've, I've seen plenty on Etsy, ones that light up and ones that don't. Yeah, but they they don't look great. So there's some um, one guy who does really nice Shankara stones, but the moment he makes them, he sells out.
1: Yeah, I i focused mainly on the figures. I have a really nice hat
0: and a jacket that I actually mm-hmm. wear out in the city. But uh, okay, this the face looked really good just then. Yeah, for folks, if you're watching this, I mean, you're gonna see. There's gonna be a. a that he yeah. looks fantastic. He looks there. fantastic. He there. looks like
1: yeah. uh, he looks like Jack Ryan era. Yes, indie. yes. Like Clear and Present Danger. Exactly. Yes. And it kills me. I think we were, I was saying this on the Top Men. It just. Re- yeah. The, 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 smi- <laughs> the smile comes right the smi- through. Yep. That bit with the hat yeah. and, and he punches Nice him. Turn when he has a hat. Yeah. Uh, again, I love that we have to
0: earn the hat. But that was a Harrison Ford bit. That was him. He came up with that. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, I want to do this. And Mangold was like, okay, let's do it. He goes, there's really no reason for it. Just it felt very indie to do that. It was very in Mm
2: character.
0: Very in character. And that's one of the things
1: I really like about this. I feel like Indy's more in character in this than he is in Crystal Skull. And Crystal Skull, he's a
0: little like, a little sedated. It's it's Indy kind of like, well, I in at, that twilight, I'm not going to say the twilight of his life, but you know, getting there. But that's the thing: mm-hmm. is he's more indie at eighty than he was at sixty-five. Yes, though no, I agree. But it's also the the, the uh, this you I can tell this about. one was Harrison Ford had a hell of a lot of input on the character. Oh yeah, things well, they could do and, and, and all that. Well, <laughs>
1: out of the he's the only one out of the Trinity involved in this one. Yeah, I mean Spielberg's listed as a producer, but that's basically because he was going to do it and he approved of mangled. Uh, no one's asked George Lucas a word about this movie. I haven't seen him say one freaking word. I, I've heard him say stuff about the Disney Star Wars, yes,
0: yes, but he
1: said nothing about this movie.
0: This looks feels really Spielberg.
1: Mm-hmm. Again, that cause and effect.
2: Oh, yeah,
1: that's oh, yeah. oh. is a good indie villain too. Like, smart and ruthless.
0: <laughs> this is really good. And again, I, I will say that this... this uh, Seeing this on the uh, digital, you know, on the, on the television, you have a nice big screen here.
1: Yeah, it's decent. It's it, not a huge screen, yeah.
0: but we're fairly close to it as well. Yeah. But it's still... It looks really good. It, yeah. It, it, and it looks... <clears throat> a lot of the effects that maybe felt a tad off on the huge, like I mean, I've saw it in IMAX and every little thing that's oh, not I'm gonna, sure that that's gonna any little imperfections are gonna come through. I saw it way.
1: in standard both times. And I saw it originally uh, in a modern theater with recliners, but a standard screen. And then the second time I saw it at Hollywood Boulevard where you know that you're you're getting drinks and food, so the lights are up a little bit. there's a little bit you know there's weight staff it's a little distracting. Which is why I don't like to go there for big films that I want to focus, but seeing it a second time was good. But this is probably the closest I've really looked at the details. But of course, the first time you see a movie, all you're thinking of is what's going to happen.
0: Now, can you believe if some people actually I've heard some fans complain that Indy doesn't lose his hat on the train in the tunnel? Like, seriously? He only loses loses hat once, and that's when he's falling off a cliff on a tank.
1: It's the only time appropriate to lose your <laughs> hat when you're Indiana Jones. But, but that is saying, like, why doesn't Batman's cape fall off? Because it's the iconic thing. So it's going to be oh. in every shot.
0: Is it? Oh, goodness. Now, that, now there's a, there will be a scene where um, you'll see the back of Indy's jacket and it's all, you know, scuffed up. And people go, well, it's because that's from him being dragged under the train, under the truck in Raiders, right? I go, no, it's from it's from right here, from being right dragged here. Down the tunnel. Well, you and know, I had this argument too. You were like, how did that leather jacket
1: survive for forty years? And I'm like, who says it's the same jacket?
0: There are cosplayers who will say that. There's they're, no way it's saying, the same hat. I, I mean, know his
1: hat changes from movie to movie. Yeah,
0: but they will say, oh, it's the movie, this that. I mean, that there, there will be complaints. I will. I hear com- cosplayers complaining that. Um, he doesn't carry a gun later on in the uh, when when we get to nineteen sixty nine. It's just his whip and his satchel. Yeah, he doesn't have a satchel in this
1: opening too. I just yeah. noticed this watching it this time. Yeah, which is fine. He doesn't have a gun in Temple Doom. Willie drops it out of the car, and that's the last you see of a gun. Hmm. <laughs>
0: Ah, see, that looks good. Still has a little more... yeah. A little bit, but it looks... Harrison ugh. said
1: he pitched his voice up to match, but he still
0: has more gravel than he used to. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm fine because this is... It's like near the end of the war, too, and chances are he's been... You know, it's you a period say, we never saw before. Right.
1: Because there's such a huge leap between Last Crusade and Crystal Skull, which is why it's set here, to just paint in just a little bit of of those years. And I guess we're... We assume, from what we learn in this movie, that not that much happens to him between Crystal Skull and this. I don't think he's going on any adventures. He's married to Marion. He's trying to take care of Mutt. I think he's like settled into being a professor. So I don't think he's—I don't think he was globe trotting a lot between Crystal Skull and and this one.
0: All right, so Mads just got knocked off the side of the, tr- of the train and they're never going to really explain how he survives. And I remember reading with one of the producers or was one of the screenwriters that said, oh, well, he he got hit by that thing. It's, it wasn't it wasn't even that hard. It was very light. And I go, no, no, that looked like a freaking yeah. hard metal arm that just knocked him off that train. I'm surprised they don't give him a scar <laughs> Yes, from that. And you know what? John Williams' music goes a long Way. you need John's John Williams' music. You you need it.
1: I will say, uh, watching Ahsoka, which I'm I'm kind of lukewarm on, and we can do a whole show about it. The guy they have doing the music, who mm-hmm. did Clone Wars and Rebels, mm-hmm. he is doing the best John Williams I've ever
0: heard. Yeah. Okay, here it looks weird.
1: Well, the whole shot looks weird. The whole sh- the shot looks like CG.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I remember them showing um when the when the movie was first in production, they were showing the shots of Harrison Ford. With um,
1: didn't he have dots on his face? Yeah, he had yeah. the dots
0: on his face, and like, okay, now we're in
1: 1969, and you can tell because there are socks. <laughs> uh,
0: by the way, very disappointed to learn they shot Greenwich Village in Glasgow. You know, it tells you enough about the, the, the state of <clears throat> the economy when it when you would rather film America and Europe as opposed to in America. I just found out they shoot uh. Staten Island and What We Do in the Shadows in Canada. That I'm, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. So disappointed. I
1: have that chair. Big change from the trailer. Don't know why. We, we talked about this on the podcast. The trailer, it's Sympathy for the Devil. Yep. Which I think is more effective. Um, but in the finished film, it's the Beatles Magical Mystery Tour. Which is got to be more expensive than the Rolling Stones.
0: Yes. Jeez. I hope when I'm 80, I have a body like that. Yeah, some
1: people said yeah. he's out of shape
0: in this, and they're like, he's 80. you, you, you you're kidding me? Yeah. I mean, even even if he's only in his 70s, you know, as as in, in the 77 in this movie. Uh, yeah, I hate to tell you, but there's a way to tell that you're not going to have a body like that
1: at 80. <laughs> if you don't have it now. Yeah. <laughs> Think about Harrison Ford's body
0: when he was 50. Yeah. He just had to maintain that, and that was a lot of work. But what time is it? It's supposed to be the morning, right? It also looks like the early 90s in this hippie's apartment. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's literally got Kurt
1: Cobain hair and a plaid shirt. <laughs> They're not very
0: 60s looking at all. No. But, uh, although the guy with the beard kind of looks like.
1: I do, but that guy had a Chris Cornell beard.
0: <laughs> you were bringing it back. I
1: like this theme that like the world has passed Indiana Jones by. It's like It's like Toy Story 1.
0: Nobody wants the cowboy toys anymore. Everybody no.
1: wants the space toys.
0: Okay, and although I would like to know, you know, it's never really brought up. I mean, he was the assistant dean of Marshall College at the end of, of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and now he's just an archaeology professor in New York. Yeah, he's at you Hunter know. College. Hunter which, College.
1: Which is more prestigious. Uh, my uncle actually went to Hunter, so it was nice to see that mentioned. Uh, I th- I think he probably... You know, spoilers, Well, spoilers for an audio commentary. But I think after Mutt died and he and Marion split up, he probably moved to New York and took it and took for a job he could.
0: Yeah, or or so he again. probably left Marshall yeah.
1: College. Uh, they, they did admit that he's in New York just so they could have the big parade set piece. Yeah, uh, they or in Crystal Skull, they already had a big set piece on campus. Right. So they didn't want to repeat that. But I like seeing indie in New York. Well, of course you're gonna like seeing. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I thought I was indie
0: in New York in the early '80s, Turn around Rockaway Beach pretending it was Egypt. See, at this point, it's like indie. I like seeing Harrison Ford doing an older indie. But I also saw um, slight shades of his character Paul from Shrinking. You know, because there's a there's an episode in Shrinking where. Um, one of the other therapists wants to go to school to become a professor you know to go back to school and mm-hmm. teach um young um you know african american you know younger mentor younger african americans to go into that sort of in- industry and, and 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 paul you know Harrison Ford as paul goes you know academia is like the third ring of hell or you know something like that like he has nothing but disdain for it
1: yeah well i all i also <clears throat> feel that um Andy's always been the most reflection of Harrison Ford, which is, you know, famously why he likes Indy more than Han Solo. And watching Force Awakens, every time I watch Han Solo, I realize, oh, he's doing a character. He's playing a character who's much dumber than he is. Yes. Whereas Indy is a very intelligent guy. And so people say, why did he get so grumpy in this? I'm like, have you seen Harrison Ford since the (laughs) late 90s? This is who Harrison Ford is. So I love seeing Indiana Jones change in the way that harrison ford changed
0: and it's ironic that uh, the grumpier indy gets on screen the nicer harrison ford becomes in person
1: well well, you know what he gets it out because i I will tell you this in my travels i have met a lot of stand-up comedians who were very dark angry people (laughs) off stage and i met a lot of horror people that were just the sweetest people Ah, you'd ever want to meet and i believe it's if you have a job that exercises an one emotion very strongly, you get it out completely in your job and you don't have it left for the rest of your life. So, uh, look you know, this. so he's grumpy on screen. He used to be nice on screen and grumpy in interviews. And now he's grumpy on screen. So he doesn't <laughs> have to be
2: grumpy all the time.
1: <laughs> so a decade.
0: So. so he's been there for it. Okay, so he left uh, Well, Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls in '57. So he would have, and it's 69 now, so he would have come here in 59. So he was only at, um, maybe he was at Marshall College for only about two years. Two years, yeah. After, you know, as, a, a, again, assistant dean.
1: That throws my timeline mm-hmm. off, too, because mm-hmm. uh, Mutt dies in Vietnam, which yeah. would be after 65. Which, w- which would mean that Marion lived in that apartment.
0: That they were, or at least or, they lived in New York. Yeah, they live like, yeah, chances are they, they moved there. And
1: here's Phoebe Waller Bridge, who's just. Oh, this is where
0: the movie gets woke, okay? Because mm-hmm. she's like, she's, a Mar- she's the Mary Sue. This is when the Mary Sue shows she up. She's not the Mary Sue. She's got a <laughs> lot of problems. I know. And then, Again, that's what really just annoyed the crap out of me that when people talk about her character, like, no, if, if anything, I think they did so much. She seems like su- such a, kind of like a younger indie. You know, this whole thing where, you know, I, there's that bit where um we'll we'll get, when we get to the, uh, the the tuk tuk chase where he says, "Well, what would your father think? You're selling these ar- artifacts for for this and that." And I go, "That's what he would have done when he was younger. You know, he would be he, fortune and glory. Fortune and glory. Yeah. You know,
1: they say that's the the arc of Indiana Jones is from fortune and glory. Too belongs in a museum. All right, what do you think he's drinking?
0: That's, it's either scotch or bourbon. Very brown. Yeah, I, I want. Eh, it's hard. It's hard for me to tell the difference these days. Of course,
1: uh, I of course I was wondering where in New York this bar is. It's a soundstage.
0: <laughs> okay, so now we're going to switch over to the the um, the the you know the bad guys, mm. Boyd Holbrook,
1: mm. who uh, is knocking it out as bad guys lately. Uh, he was the Corinthian in Sandman. Mm-hmm. He's in Logan. He's a bad guy in Logan. So Mangold obviously liked him and wanted to bring him back. But I just finished the new season of Justified on FX, and he's scary as hell in that, up against Timothy Oliphant. Oh, wow. So, uh, really good. Uh, Jill has a crush on him, and I'm like, fine, because he usually dies. (laughs) 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 And, of course, Mads Mikkelsen, we were talking about Toby Jones hitting all the franchises. Um, They need to make another Tolkien movie just for Mads Mikkelsen, because he's done everything else. Been, been in Star Wars. Been in Indiana Jones. Been in Doctor Strange. You know, he was Hannibal Lecter. He was uh, James Bond. Dave Pinto would yep. punch me right now for not saying that first. For, for Le chief, Which was the first thing I noticed in him in, which is now, uh, you know, hate to say it, but almost 20 years
0: ago. This is a... I Daniel Craig
1: made the post fewest post- amount of Bond movies in the longest amount of time.
2: time. This is a...
0: The them. I like the bit where, where um, Mads recognizes him as a military man. Yeah. You know, and also the casual yeah. racism. Yes. Because are you, but well, it's like, look at him. He, you know, he fought to, to, he fought to, um to f- make sure America was free of Nazis. And what's he doing now? He's, you know, serving him in a yeah. hotel. Cause that is one of the things that the, the Nazis were known for doing was dropping pamphlets on the the on the Allied forces, especially if there was like a battalion of black men, you know, black soldiers saying, look, I, look what you're doing. You're fighting this war for a country that doesn't even recognize you, you know, re- recognize you fully or all your own rights. You know, kind of like to demoralize them and maybe- Oh, but give them Germany a- would. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: As far as you get from blonde hair and blue eyes. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, of course, you know, then Jesse Owens would- you know, win all those gold medals, and then yeah, they didn't and, like that. Yeah, Hitler was not crazy about that. See that again. See now here. Uh, this is we talked about this on Top Men. Yeah. I love how they set this scene up, and it doesn't feel like exposition.
1: No, uh, you know what? And I'm thinking of this now as the uh, contrast to the diner in Crystal Skull. Uh Which was all uh exposition and very much a facade and all the greasers were around. And there was a lot of stuff happening. Here we're in a quiet bar, kind of a timeless bar. This looks like there's bars in Manhattan even now when the whole place has been gentrified. But there's like little corner bars that haven't changed in 80 years that you can just duck into. And it's quiet. It's just about these two characters... With each other, and we reveal just as much about character as we do about the plot. Yep, exactly. Phoebe Waller Bridge, uh, when they she was cast, was also allowed to rewrite her dialogue. I
0: was gonna say, yeah, she got to, she's she's known, um, uh, much like Carrie Fisher, did a lot of script doctoring. Um, she yeah. did, yeah, she did a lot of well. I've loved Phoebe Waller
1: Bridge in this flea bag, which she mm-hmm. wrote and uh and starred in. And I thought it was just so brilliantly written, and she won basically all the Emmys for that. And then she only did two seasons. There's only twelve episodes. It's kind of like The Office, but it was so popular that it was too popular to ever make more of them.
0: You gotta, you gotta finish it when you're on top. Yeah. And I mean, I know she did some. She also uh, did some uh, script work on um, No Time to Die too. So yeah. I love that you know, she's working him and he doesn't realize it yet. We don't realize it. Yeah. I mean, this is a spoiler. Like
1: I don't, I don't get any sense of anything sinister duplicitous here. This is also, you know, and I don't hate crystal skull the way some people do, but a lot of this is uh, kind of going back and doing it again because she's a much stronger character than Shia LaBeouf was, but she's doing, she's giving the same pitch in the same type of scenario of like, hey, I need you to go on this adventure. Yeah.
0: Well, at least Crystal Skull is my
1: father figure,
0: right? Now, at least Crystal Skull isn't the Star Trek nemesis mm-hmm. of the
1: Indiana Jones series. <laughs> yeah, but Star Trek nemesis isn't the Final Frontier of Star Trek. <laughs> I mean, there's always a <laughs> so, the worse one to point yeah. so...
0: Yeah, but I'd say it, it gives it gives the, like the Picard season three. Gives the next generation crew a great send off. Yes. Just like, you know, again, dialogue. Just destiny. like I think
1: this one, I, yeah, I think we agree that this is a great send off.
0: Because and it's, it's funny
1: because a- when this was building up, we were talking about Picard season three when it aired, uh, which, by the way, this week is coming out on Blu ray. Ah. So I may have to buy it on physical media. Yeah, get it. Um, but we were saying, could this live up to Picard season three?
0: Um, I don't think it's as good as Picard Season 3 in terms of a send-off, but it's close. Emotionally. I would yeah. I would probably put this up there with, like let's say, Picard Season 2. The whole Q thing. Where yeah. things were a little bit spotty here and there, but the end, when it came to stick the landing, right. they stick it. Although, then again, so Picard Season 3 is going to undo that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, not to get too far off topic, but that <laughs> confuses the hell out of me because they brought in uh, Terry Metallus on season two and then let him control it for season three. So on season two, when they were killing Q, wasn't he in the
0: writer's room to go,
2: ah, I
0: want to use him in season three. At the same time. I mean, again, he says, you think very linearly. He could be seeing Q earlier in his own timeline. Yeah, but it was a retcon. Yeah. In in a way. Yes. Okay. So to me, here's the thing. Indy's kept the Antikythera, like all this time, yeah. But
1: what else is in there? That's what I like. It, this this is the thing he's bringing out. But he has the keys to this archive. He's been here ten years. Yep. So how many artifacts? Are yes. There? This is just his storage locker in school.
0: Like uh, like in um, in a in a, in a uh, uh, Last Crusade, you saw his little his little cubby, you know, where he kept all these things.
1: That piece of the staff Raz in there. At least that piece of the staff were because after the map room, you never see that again. So I'm assuming Indy kept it.
0: So the Antikythera does exist, but it's, it doesn't, it was, it was more, if I remember correctly, like a time piece. Like a measuring. Measuring. Didn't have gears. Yeah. But again, you can take, you know, when it comes to Indiana Jones, you know, you just kind of exaggerate things a bit.
1: Yeah. Well, and when we get to the end, we'll talk about that is that th- this movie takes a big supernatural leap at the end. And we'll get into that when it happens, but which I'm going to tell pe- you a lot of people didn't go along
0: for the ride, but every movie ends with a big supernatural leap, which I'll admit in the beginning took me a while. The first time I saw it, I was like, what? But again, it take it makes a left turn. Then it comes back and then it na- sticks a landing for me. When I saw it the second time, I was like, Oh, you know what? This does make sense.
1: It's you know, all kind I of building towards
0: it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, even as a as a 17 year old, I had a hard time with the Holy Grail. I was like, wait, this knight's been sitting there for 800 it's,
2: years? No. Yeah. And wait, is,
0: is Indy immortal now because he drank the water? And, no. Wait, you but have why is it to keep to be, drinking from yeah. it? And then, uh, like, because Henry wasn't immortal. Henry right. dies before a crystal skull, and yeah, Henry he, drinks it. Yeah, but he. Then he, but he passed. Did he pass the the seal? Shouldn't that bullet w- w- hole have come back after he pat? You know, crossed the seal. That's a healing factor. It's yeah, like, I know, but
1: it's like Wolverine's healing factor. If he loses his healing factor, all the wounds don't come back. It's just the next time he gets wounded, it's not going to heal up that fast.
0: Here's the thing that kills me: is that these guys who I don't, you know, they never really explain who they are. I mean, they're not government agents.
1: No, they're they're mercenaries. Uh, I but I do find them so interesting. I would have liked a little more backstory.
0: Exactly to explain why is it that the CIA operative is just going along with them and letting them do whatever you know? I mean, again, kill innocent civilians, which is just beyond the pale. So then now we're going to get into this whole bit with uh, the the Nazis finding everything. Exposition,
2: exposition. Uh-oh.
0: Uh-oh. All right, so he was drinking whiskey. That we know. Now we know that. Next action sequence. So, if you saw the trailer here, you've seen this part already. Really reminiscent, though, a bit of The Fugitive. Because, um. Yeah. Classic indie would have been like jumping over everything and swinging, but, you know. They're acknowledging that he doesn't have that same. He's not able to do that kind of thing anymore. Uh, and the big, burly, not even really a Nazi, but a but a, a henchman, who, you know, I, I this was another. Oh, he's bit, a German mechanic of this movie, right? But this is another. This is another thing that I've heard. I heard again, which just rubbed uh, to uh, to me, which I think was people were just missing the point of this movie is that you know younger indie runs into you know comes across this scene with these you know his colleagues have been you know killed and and younger indie probably would have wouldn't even spent a whole lot of time he would have just went, bum, bum, boom yeah. move on you know and and on top of that he probably would He's been, a little more affected yeah
1: I, I i don't know what it is i like the city it doesn't look real but it looks authentic I mean, it's clearly all sound stages and, and you know, CG
0: extensions. But it does feel like a 60s New York. Now, did they call it Con Edison back then? I mean, I thought it I was always – I thought it was Commonwealth Edison, and then they later turned went down to oh, – No, well, you're thinking of Chicago. Chicago is Con Ed. Oh. In New York, it's Con. Con Edison. Got it, got
1: it, got it. And I – no, I think it actually, like – was part of Edison's company if you go back far enough.
0: See this feels very fugitive to me. Oh yeah. You know. I, mean, I didn't kill my war.
2: secretary. Yeah.
1: You know, and if anybody mm-hmm. wanted to work with Tommy Lee Jones twice, he could have been in
0: this. Nah, no. and then, uh, see, yeah, yeah. And I go see, yep, yeah, see oh can't do it. Can't fight his way out of this one. He almost never fought his way out of it, to be perfectly honest. He could punch yeah. out half the guys and then get knocked out. Yeah, but young Indy would have done that haymaker where he knocks out three guys yeah. at once. Yeah. <clears throat> Big swings, they say. He takes cowboy punches.
1: And
0: again, yeah, this felt very fugitive because they have well, the Well, yeah, there's the a parade bites. in the yeah. loop. There's yep.
1: a parade right by uh, Daily Plaza in the fugitive. Fugitive is a very good um, tourist perspective of Chicago Mm -hmm. in a way that the Blues Brothers is not. (laughs) After I moved to Chicago, I realized the last 20 minutes of the Blues Brothers, they're driving around and around and around and around.
0: My dad kept picking that movie apart when we went to go see it.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that until I was near 40. So
0: it worked for a while. (laughs) Saw it
1: when I was nine. <laughs> yeah, you uh... know, it's all we really know about Boyd Holbrook.
0: He, he, they're mercenaries. They're, they're mean,
1: mercenaries, mean, mean mercenaries.
0: Yeah, yet that they have all this carte blanche to do whatever the, you know, whatever yeah, they want.
1: Right. Well, they're all just working directly for Mads. But I, I think it's because you have an actor like Boyd Holbrook who's so interesting. He's not like a just a thug or a stuntman. Mm-hmm. So you're, so you're wondering who he is in a way that you're you don't usually wonder about the henchmen in Indiana Jones movies. I mean, even Tote, I like, oh, he's a Nazi. I'm done.
0: Yep.
1: You know, I'm not wondering where did he come from and what's his agenda and. In a way that, looking at Boyd Holbrook. Honestly, I don't even know Boyd Holbrook's character's name. So I'm gonna keep calling him Boyd. Yep, Holbrook. yep. That's how little we know about these guys. But man, you can't take your eyes off him.
0: I kept thinking this be so dead, but we never hear like a gunshot or. No, we don't because they're uh,
1: they're they're basically trying to stay incognito, so they're not okay. going to have dead bodies in the alley.
0: In the alley, everywhere yeah. else though. Oh
1: yeah. Well, when they have to, in like in about two minutes. Oh yeah, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> Indy go. doesn't there hate. We go. Indy doesn't hate hippies. Right. He admires.
0: <laughs> he admires <laughs> that big thing from something. What? And that's as close as a confrontation we have. There's always a big guy he can't beat. That's a great shot. Yeah, but again, everybody like,
1: ducks, but Indy.
0: But but not a single cop goes. Wait a minute. It's a noisy parade, and they're yeah. on the side uh, yeah, There he go. See this guy's getting. This guy looks like the priest that married him to Mary. But who is that? I mean, I want to say that actor. I should recognize who that actor that looks is. like. sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, it does. It does. I feel like if it was, we would have heard about him okay, right now. Now he it. Okay, now he just punches a cop. Yeah, Seriously, they really don't care. And then
1: he steals a police horse. It's an Indiana Jones movie. Complaining about that is like complaining about that women in James Bond movies are too easy. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. it's you know what you you go along with the genre. He's not going to lose his
0: hat. But to me, it's I mean it should come up later, you know, when they're talking about the whole thing that happens, you know, at the at the, um, and then he's looking at the, the, the Apollo astronauts, uh, that, you know, it should come up later in the news that, you know, yeah, this guy was involved in this and people were shot at and a cop was assaulted. but Well, that's why he's got to get out of the country right after this. Yeah. I mean, there's going
1: to be a thing. I Because mean, he's wanted for murder, but yeah. it just gets dropped because... At the end, yeah. You know, yeah, because by the time he's come back, the story's so resolved that it's not, it's not a plot thread anybody cares about. It's just... Although it would have been nice just to have a little
0: bit, like say, "Hey, you know," it turned out these guys were
1: Nazis, and so no one
0: cares. Yeah, or you know, they 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 figured out what was going on, or blah blah blah. Just to just to tie up that loose. Again, side.
1: the Soviet station here is another soundstage, which looks fantastic because it's really dirty for a soundstage. Yeah. It's the right amount of dirty. And I'm
0: like, was that a that can't? No, nah, no, that was not a real horse.
1: It's a real horse, but it's on a soundstage.
0: Yeah, but I'm saying on the on the tracks. So no, it the, was they, sh- they they did, sh- did that oh, on wow. the extras. They show it; it just
1: jumped from the platform into the, wow. the track. But I, that's the end of the that's the end of the set. Okay, so it just jumps down and goes off the set.
0: I remember my um, I'm watching this movie with um, my my girlfriend, and she's like, "Oh my!" She was like really worried for the horse. So it was Jill. <laughs> and I was like, "Don't worry."
2: Horses. It, no, they never. In,
0: ki- they don't kill horses. Yeah, in any in these horses always do okay. If anything, I know uh, what's it. Uh, Harrison Ford has been known to keep a horse or two from time to time on movies oh, that, like that he Diego works Martinson on. Kept yeah.
1: his horse from Lord of the Rings.
0: Like, I know uh, cowboys and aliens. Well, let's go to Queens
1: Boulevard, uh, where I lived and went to high school. Hmm. That's a nice thing about being from New York. Every now and then, I can yell that I lived in a movie that I love. <laughs> As I said, there, there. Uh, I've said it many times, but uh, Spider-Man goes my, my apartment in two different neighborhoods, because also two different Spider-Men.
0: <laughs> wasn't that the, wasn't that little bit on the on the subway a bit an, a French Connection bit a nod to the French Connection, where Popeye Doyle's chasing after yeah. someone? A
1: little bit, a little yeah. bit. I think it's, maybe a little grittier. I mean, it's almost a trope that somebody gets on the doors
0: and they close. But I think they did it first in The French Connection. I guess just like Citizen yeah. Kane did the did the bit with the, yeah, is, the lights, did the bit with everything. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Can
0: I use that? No. Mads Mikkelsen is just great. I mean, he just—he's an actor that does quiet really well. And there, there—that there, uh, was another complaint I would hear. Oh, Mads Mickelson wasn't used enough for that. I go. I think he has some of the he has more screen villain. time as a villain than any uh, than yeah. any of the in, villains, um, so in the well, maybe Belloc. Um, but it, I mean, how much screen time does Balak actually have? You know what, If you have Raiders? if you have a trope, it's that
2: angry
1: people on the internet are wrong. <laughs> 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 I feel like we know, we
0: don't go more than ten minutes when you go and like, and uh, people said this is stupid and they're wrong. <laughs> and they're wrong, and they just they just bring up so much dumb stuff. Yeah, I'm like, are we watching the same movie? Well, we're not enjoying the same movie. I know that. Well, the uh, about, then he goes, oh, wait a minute. I know this guy. And
1: the thing about this movie is, I said it when we reviewed it on Top Man. I'm like, what more could you have expected from it? Like, what did it not do that you wanted to do? Considering Harrison Ford's 80, Spielberg's not doing it. It's been 40 years since the first one. I think this is as good as you could possibly make this film.
0: There he is. This is, again, Richard Kimball. Yeah. Yep. The co- the collar turned up, the guy recognizing him like on the train. Yeah. In the... Great way to introduce someone. Oh, uh-huh.
1: yeah. John rhys is real thin in this. Mm-hmm. Now, them. John rhys is in three of the five. Yep. So he's always disappointed he wasn't at the wedding. In Crystal Skull. Well, but he was probably still in, in Egypt. Yeah. I
0: mean, I, I gotta go later, you know. Just from, a,
1: just from a franchise perspective. Would have been nice just to have a cameo of him sitting in a pew.
0: It just makes perfect sense that he's driving a cab. Mm-hmm.
2: And he has like a little shop.
1: Do so you think John Rhys Davies will be remembered more for this or Lord of the Rings?
0: I'll always remember him more for this.
1: Well, I will too, but Rizaloc Stark is my favorite movie. Mm. I, think it might, I think it might be Lord of the Rings because he's a more major character.
0: Yeah, right I mean... He, he's a side character in three out of the five of these. He's a major character in Lord of the Rings. But he's also been, you know, shrunk and makeup, Yeah. You can't recognize. unless you Got, got a lot remember. more memes. Uh, true, true.
1: Oh, yeah, and other people said, to like, is he still having children? <laughs> like, no, I'm pretty sure these are grandkids. <laughs> They're grandkids, yes. They yeah, see, grandchildren. Yeah, my grandchildren yeah. watch too much TV. They know their history. They understand what it is to be
2: a medicine. And...
0: That is. Again, and this is like, a, a, it makes such perfect when sense when you when you extrapolate what life would have been like. And you know, go, go, what would it have been like for someone, a yeah. character like Sala, or even a character like Indy, with the passage of time? Yeah. The only thing this was missing was a Pan, a Pan Am Airlines. Um, no, Pan Am. I, I believe it said Pan Am right under. Right? I thought, was it Pan American?
1: Like I thought, an, it, said, I thought yeah, it said American. Yeah, I think it said Airlines. Pan American. So this would have been uh, Idlewild, would have been before it was GFK. Yeah. <laughs> Looks a little more like Laguardia, but I don't yeah. think he's—I don't think he's flying from Morocco from Laguardia. John Rhys-Davies wrote this. Oh, did he? Yeah, he, he said to James Mangold. He said, "I want to—I want to say I miss the desert."
0: See, that's great because then again, it's—it's—it's it's, it's all very collaborative.
1: Well, again, like Picard season three these people know their character. character yep, so yep, yep. The,
0: the voice is always going to be authentic. Although I, I do yeah. get really annoyed with some... It <laughs> uh, was a perfect <laughs> beat. Sorry, yeah. if you're That was the perfect beat for me. This is, give him hell! And he almost gets hit well, by it's a that? Uh, yeah.
1: Well, that's what I love about Indiana you know, Jones. You build him up to an icon, you immediately deflate him. Deflate him. It's, uh, the perfect example is when he comes into the bar in Nepal... When you see his silhouette, and he's three times the size of Marion, and then she immediately punches him. In punches the face. him, yep. Yeah. So he's never, like, he has moments where he gets up to a James Bond level, but you kick, they kick the feet right out from under him every time that happens. Now this scene, he's de-aged to look like Crystal Skull Indy, yeah.
2: So or maybe this, a, little, old, maybe a little
0: older than Crystal Skull. Because he has more gray hair. Yeah, he has a lot of gray hair in Crystal Skull. But I feel like this is late 50s. so. I mean, he's, he's all, probably him. already teaching at, at, at Hunter at this right. point. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, but you can see the CG here. And
1: I really didn't notice it the first time.
0: This one is, although relatively... Well, I guess mean, maybe it's because the angles aren't as dramatic. But... You know, to me, what throws me off more is his voice.
1: But he's older. I mean, these are these are years we never see. So that's fine. So that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's just in Christmas Skull, he has a much softer voice. Kind of like that, but the Mm -hmm. whole time.
0: (laughs) It belongs in a museum. It's a throwaway line. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And again, there's no winking of the camera. There's just like,
0: we're just doing this story. I wish it had have gone just a, a little more into why is it that Basil was so, so sure that something was going to happen, you know, if they kept it. Well, the, this is another trope. It's always
1: someone's obsession. It's Henry with the grail diary. Right, right. It, it's um, Abner with the, the staff of Ra. You know, it. The expert, it's always the expert. Uh, an archaeological expert is always obsessed.
0: I, lo- I love and how Indy moves from one to the next to the
1: next, so mm-hmm. he's never that obsessed.
0: I love how they made sure that the younger Helena also had the same birthmark that. Oh, um, yeah, they definitely put it on her.
1: Not something Phoebe Wallenbridge just has.
0: All right, so wait a minute. He's in. Okay, he's not in Europe. I mean, he's got to be in Europe. I just noticed he he the car the 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 steering wheel was on the other side.
1: Well, they're both British, Toby Jones and Phoebe weller Bridge, and yeah. they're using the, they're using their natural accent. So he, he probably did go to London because it was that big an emergency. Because oh. he's going
0: there, or maybe crazy. he was living there for a while.
1: Possibly yeah. that's. A, I'm wondering if it. I'm wondering, is it a benefit or a detriment that there's just so much of Indiana Jones' life that we'll never know? Like, does it keep it elastic? Or is it just that because it took so long to make each movie, that there's these gaps in his chronology? Bec- because they didn't make a movie in the 90s. Like, we don't have an anchor point for his age at that time. Well, you know, that's when you, you would know, I think hope- it's a detriment because we could have used seven of these movies.
0: Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, they could have been, you know, doing like again, the comics, the novels, all the things that they're doing with Star Wars right now. Right. Yeah, I've always liked, you know, the fact that I know a lot of folks didn't care for Crystal Skull, but I like that it set up, boom, another point in Indy's life, another uh, timeline, and it alluded to all the things like that he did during World War II.
2: Right, so which that we get to see a little bit now.
0: Yeah. But I mean, it would have been nice to say, okay, now let's have some comics or graphic, let's graphic novels, or even a, a book or a, a, a video game that takes place in that time. There's supposed to be an Indiana Jones game coming out. That, there is, yeah, you know, but it's only going to be like for Xbox, Microsoft, and who knows if. Ooh, uh, I hope not, because I have a PlayStation. No, yeah. yeah, it's not going to be on PlayStation. Ah, yeah.
1: I bought the PlayStation because they're the only ones that had Spider-Man. Yep.
0: So here you got to show a little bit what explaining how Teddy can fly. Yeah, t-
1: Teddy ends up being a more minor character than it looks because they build him up a lot and he's got a few moments, but he's not. In the grand scheme of things, he's not a short round. He's
0: not that important, but he gets probably as much screen time as short round. I think so. I feel I like thought, short round is persistent I, for the whole movie. Uh, there's, I mean, ver- few,
1: there's very few scenes with Indy without short round. Maybe the selection scene with Willie is the only thing I can really think of and in the nightclub
0: if you have a scene if you have a scene with Teddy and uh Indy in a room with uh, spikes coming down on them, they have an equal amount of screen time <laughs> <laughs>
2: This is great.
0: She calls him Jonesy, yeah, which um, was just something that Mac would do, yeah speaking of characters that were poorly defined, <laughs> yeah, but again, you can tell it's like kinda of like they're they're hitting all those different notes, yeah, well, also morocco so, but, but it but it, what you know what it, but what that tells me she knew Mac, maybe at some point she knew Mac. And saw them together, and knew that Matt called them Jonesy, and knew that needle him. Yep, exactly. Yep. yep, Matt yep. betrayed him. Yep. Yep. I
1: also think we're in Morocco because there's so much Casablanca in Indiana Jones, and like, yep. let's just do
0: it. Do it. I mean, he wears Bogart's tuxedo in Temple of Doom. Yep. You know, we're in the same era. And we talked about this in uh, on the, the on Top Men. This has a very James Bond feel to it, but. Yep. But with a little more, with a little bit of a Three Stooges mixed in. But also, for <laughs> yeah. Abbott and Costello. But also, it's more rumpled. It's more run Yes, yes. It's,
1: it's less slick and sophisticated because that's what India is.
2: I'm
0: trying to. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great line. And we
1: talked over my first great line. He's like. Don't I know you? That depends. Are you still a Nazi? Nazi? <laughs>
2: That's
1: great. Temple of Doom is such is such a sideways turn for a second movie that that you forget how much Indy hates Nazis because there's movies where he doesn't fight Nazis. Yeah. there's two out of two out of the five. <laughs> I feel like in in some ways, like the, the real Canon. Is Raiders Last Crusade in this? These feel like real linchpin points that, yes, of I his agree. life, and Crystal Skull and Temple of Doom kind of veer off a little bit. They well, still count. Technically, t- Temple of
0: Doom's a prequel, though, so you know. Yeah, but yeah.
1: stylistically.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes, I agree.
1: And it's only a prequel to explain like why nothing from Raiders of the Lost Ark has affected <laughs> the character. It's because they wanted them to be, be to be bombed. They wanted each of these to be standalones.
0: And the, the um, you know, I, I remember seeing one of the interviews with with um, Mangold saying that his he wanted his DP to emulate what Douglas Slocum did with yeah. the um, the Raiders films. Uh, also, what I mean, by the time uh, Chris, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull comes around, Slocum's not going to be around anymore. It's going to be it's going to be Janos, uh Kaczynski, right. who's who's a uh, Spielberg's DP. I really think Mangold. Was closer to the feel of Raiders in this than, um, than, than Spielberg was.
1: They discussed this in the extras too. They a lot of the framing, a lot of the camera moves, a lot of the lenses. They studied Slocum yeah. and Raiders because it, and it, it goes back to what we were saying before. Is like he emulates Spielberg in the best way, not in a J.J. J. Abrams way where it's like a carbon copy, where you feel like you're getting lesser than a full experience. And of course we have Indy with the tie, nod to last crusade. It's when he wants to be taken more seriously. He wears a tie with the hat and I'd leather
0: jacket. Here's my thing. How how is it that Indy can be in Cairo uh, wait, no, he's in Cairo. Morocco. Morocco. And and not know the language. <laughs> uh oh. It's true.
1: Now he's getting old man. He's forgetting stuff. I, I don't want, I'm forgetting stuff and I'm thirty years younger than him. It's true.
0: See, this, and again, this movie has so many layers to it. So many characters that just pop up and go. This is,
1: uh, but just a little bit of her backstory. And we don't need more than this.
0: We just know that he's a spurned lover. Mm -hmm. She screwed him over. Yep. And she had to go back there for business. So she had to cross the path again. This really does feel very Raiders to me,
1: and that's the best thing. I mean, in, in, I've always said Raiders is a perfect film, and each one of the each one of the sequels veers off a little bit. I think this one doesn't veer off as much because you know I always said like Temple of Doom's a little too horror, Last Crusade's a little too comedy, yeah, Crystal Skull's a little too sci-fi. Uh, you know, I don't have a thing for this. Like, is it a little too drama? Is to it a little yeah. historical epic? No, it's not. It's just. It's a good reunion movie. I mean, it doesn't have the sense of urgency that the first one has. because the, there's, there's something about that first one, I think, maybe because Spielberg is desperate at that point in his career. And he's moving so fast. And he's got... In a, in a lot of ways, Spielberg is as desperate as Indy usually is in Raiders. Yeah. And, he's a, and then Spielberg gets comfortable because that, and especially E.T. the next year, cement him as a legend... He never has to worry about going to director's jail ever again. So he's he's got kind of an easier confidence in all of the other sequels. So you're never going to get that vibe again. But, but this is Mangold, maybe desperate to step into Spielberg's shoes.
0: I will say, I do have a little bit of resentment to Spielberg that, you know, he decided he needed to do West Side Story over another indie I,
1: I do too West Side Story is very good but it's um, I mean it's a remake we didn't need
0: that film right and I'm like I haven't even watched West Side Story even though I hear it's probably one of his best movies it's really
1: good I saw it on Max it may still be on there but
0: you know I, I feel that way about Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott did uh, Alien
1: Covenant instead of Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Well, and, you know what? I'd rather watch Blade 49 than Yeah. Alien Covenant. Alien I, Covenant sucks.
0: I will say that having Denis, Denis, Denis Villeneuve do it, it. It Blade Runner 2049 is one of those rare one of the rare cases where the sequel you know again just is good if not better than the, really the first good. one. It's really
1: good. Yeah. And you know what? mate? it's possible if we didn't have Blade Runner 2049, we wouldn't have his Dune, which is so superior to the David Lynch. Oh, yes, yes, yes. If I finally understood the book enough to want to read the book. I read the book after seeing uh his his film, and I, I'm really excited about the second one. And that's finished, right? That's not sh- that didn't get shut down by the strike, did it? Uh
0: no, it's got pushed back. Okay. Yeah. So it's not finished yet it was supposed to come out this year but it's not coming out till next year now. So you know probably they had like post production and pickups to do still that they never got to finish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see again, a thing thought, that yeah, he's got to push Yeah. But again, it's it's a visual on, thing yes. where this is a Spielberg thing. Spielberg knows how to set up okay, he it's not going to move because of this and and then you have uh, you know, he mangled the you know, effect. Up. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> and this is and, and and I don't have a hard time accepting that a seventy-seven year old indie can pull this off. You know, that he's, you know, it, it, it's there. are he's yeah. not getting dragged under anything. You know, he's just he's driving a, a tuk tuk Yeah, they're really respectful about
1: how far they can push him. And obviously Indiana Jones movies always Push a little into the fantastic. It's always a little comic booky,
0: but even you know, but you know, Her- forward himself says he always wants to play indie to age. Yeah. What? Well,
1: one of the things they talk about in the extras that really made me feel secure about it was they talk about no matter what happens in an action scene. There's always a, that little bit of humanity. There's always that little bit of twinkle in his eye. There's that little bit of sense of humor. There's that little bit of worry. And that, it's why I would much rather watch Indiana Jones than, than a Stallone or a Schwarzenegger or a Bruce Willis or you know any of the major action movies from the 80s. And I love some of those movies, but that's the missing ingredient in my opinion that makes Indiana Jones the greatest action hero. And they knew that going in and they made sure to preserve that.
0: Watching this scene, I am so sad that they didn't come up with like a a play set, you know, um, the tuk-tuks, you know, the figures and all that kind of stuff. I'm grateful for what we got. We did get a good amount. I mean, we've got,
1: we're getting, uh, you know, I focus on action figures in my collection. I don't have the props you have, but the uh, the Marvel Legends style Indiana Jones, which they focused on this time around. I mean, we got twenty five figures on the franchise. That's probably more than we ever got. Even the even the three and three quarter line, the three, three uh, two thousand eight three and three quarter line. They focused so much on Crystal Skull being a big hit that there's a lot of army builders and incidental characters that they don't bother with doing this. Like all we're getting is indie. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Antonio Banderas, and Mads Mikkelsen. That's it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have no problems with with Helena taking taking charge here. This would be like you know, um, she's like a Marion in a way. Yeah, <clears throat> she's kind of like a spiritual spiritual successor to to Marion.
1: Yeah, and I like, you know, she's the daughter mm. of a friend. Indy, Oy- Indy has a lot of friends that are like, I I can't believe he keeps in touch with all of them. <laughs> 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 but it's like, when he's in this country, he knows this guy, and this guy's going to drop everything and help him. Which is, we'll get to Antonio Banderas in a minute, but like,
0: Toby Jones is one of those guys. Well, that's f- because uh, uh, it's uh, my understanding is that Mutt was originally supposed to be Indy's daughter, in uh, Kingdom, and oh, really? yeah, but they couldn't. I mean, that, I don't know if it was Spielberg or Lucas, one of them. They just said, "No, let's go. You know, let's make it the son instead of the daughter." And and you can see that this here is probably, I can see them. This would have been the the relationship that Indy has with his uh, with his daughter in yeah. Kingdom, but I like.
1: I like that she isn't a daughter. First of all, we already knew we had a son, so they can't just keep bringing out relatives. But the fact that she's the daughter of a friend means he has no authority over her. Right, right. So he wants to stop her from most of the things she's doing, and he can be judgmental, and he can look down at her from authority uh, but figure, see, but
0: he has no power over her. <laughs> yeah, but I, so see, here's here's where she brings up the whole bit, goes, you're not— yeah. There he goes. She brings up the point about being his, her godfather, but he didn't really, you know, he didn't stick around really to, to, to look after her to even be, as you said, an, an authoritative figure.
1: That's all right. My godfather forgot he was my godfather because he was already my uncle, and I reminded him when I was an adult, and he was like, really?
0: <laughs> well, um, my, my godfather passed away, and I have a goddaughter that I hardly talk to.
1: I have a godson, but he's in San Francisco. He's in Silicon Valley, and I haven't seen him in years. He's-
0: I mean, I do get along with my goddaughter. It's not like she doesn't like me or anything. but Yeah. yeah. She's a well, good kid. Well, you're
1: likable. I'm sorry, what? I said you're likable. I uh, you recorded it twice.
2: I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: You <laughs> want to talk about if I'm likable? It's going to be a different podcast. <laughs> so
0: here... Yeah, there we See, here's the thing. Yeah, she's been hanging around for a while, like, disapproving of this. Now, apparently there was something that happened. I I don't know if they addressed it in the extras, but the way she originally, you know, her character is killed, she did not like what happened and asked to have it changed. and then Mangold changed the scene for her. Yeah. Um.
1: There are no deleted scenes on this. Maybe there will be some on the physical media when that comes out, but there's no data on the physical
0: media. I mean, there had to be – we know there are deleted oh, – on this, but we know that there are deleted scenes because there are some scenes in the trailer that yeah. don't show up in the movie.
1: Yeah, and I, and I I hope to see some deleted scenes, but there aren't mm-hmm. any. I mean, it's a very long film, so there might not be that much gone. Yeah. I mean, you know, there was no four-hour cut of this, so how much how much extra material is oh, there? Well, this movie's in? what? Almost three. It's
0: 240-something, right?
1: And yeah, I want to say it's 235. Let me see. Yeah, like yeah, like two thirty five or
2: so.
1: Now to look outside the helicopter here, the landscape is very crystal skull. That very like soft pinkish yellow
0: red of the uh, of the sky. It's a pinkish hue. Pinkish yes.
2: <laughs> oh, there we go.
0: Making making the whole, talking kind of like taking a a little bit of a shot at the ethics of the of the U.S. government, you know, getting former Nazis to oh yeah, well to work I thought I was gonna
1: address that more directly when when I heard about the when I heard about the plot of this of like it's about you know the Nazis and the space race, mm-hmm. and then it opens you know with the moon landing, so I thought it was gonna be more about that. I thought I thought it was going to be more of like indie having to sabotage the space race because the Nazis have a secret agenda, which also would have been interesting. But I like that this is more of a classical.
0: I'm trying to remember the name of the show on Apple that I've been watching for all mankind. That's right. Oh yeah, is that Ron Moore? That's a Ron Moore thing, and they address that. You know the the they talk about you know the the. The former German scientist who who would help start NASA, and and one of his, what, the head of NASA in the show, had him kind of as a mentor, and then it comes out the whole thing about he was a Nazi and he did all these things, and and he explained, well, was you know I was just trying to do this, I had nothing just to do following with orders, yeah,
1: Wernher von Braun,
0: yeah. So I'm like, I was like, I was wondering if they were going to do something like that. At one point, I thought maybe the the whole reason that. You know, Voler wanted to find the graphic because he wanted to undo the atrocities hmm. of, of the Holocaust. And then, then Indy's like, okay, you know, maybe we were at the cross purposes here. you know. And then you'd have the crazy idea of Indy teaming up with the Nazis. But no. They, See, this is the
1: problem with being writers and fans. We come up with plots that are, are as solid, but haven't been worked through for months where we go, yeah, that's good. What we're seeing on screen is also good. Yeah, but, but but I admire no. that because I I always take issue with fans who go I didn't like it because it wasn't what I expected.
0: Right, right, right. Like
1: it's not entertainment's job to give you exactly what you expect. Yes, because again, it's supposed to challenge. You, it's supposed to surprise you. Right.
0: And again, there are there if you've been if you are as deep an indie fan as we are, there's a lot of stuff out there that's been done. There are a lot of like I I don't think okay there are two two. And I've, I have, I have, I have ideas for two Indiana Jones stories. I have two MacGuffins that have not been touched in any of the comics or any of the of the books. Well, don't pitch them. now. I'm not going to pitch them because this I
1: podcast can't... is not a place to. I know, right. I know. In the in, in a fan audio commentary <laughs> of one of the existing Indiana Jones <laughs> right. movies, we just start dramatizing a completely different story. <laughs>
0: But I'm like, you know... Yeah, they're leaving
1: Tangiers. But, and we've got the dotted line.
2: Yep.
0: But to, to me, it's the whole... And it updated a bit, too. I mean, I... I, I yeah, this was another thing I saw yeah. complaints about. That it was like looking, you know... Oh, it wasn't like in the movies. No, oh, it's 69. They're gonna... It's gonna be updated a little bit, you know? Yeah.
2: Um, well, at that
1: point... Yeah, at this point, th- she might be in Tangiers, which is a girl that Bob Dylan is looking for right now. Ugh, if, well, in, I if Indy sees her, he would say hello.
0: And then you hear the theme. You hear the real Raiders theme now. Mm. Because now it's like Indy's coming into his own. And Joneo Banderas in what
1: is going to turn out to be a fairly small part. But he gives it such gravitas. And you do get. You do kind of extrapolate your own fan perspective
0: of like, man, he really wants to be here. He really wants to be part of this. But again. Compare history screen time in this movie to John Rice Davies in Raiders.
1: Yeah, Rhys Davies, maybe 15 minutes yeah. in same, Raiders. Same here. It's about I mean, the same. Yeah, because Cairo in The Well of Souls is only you yeah. know, the, the second act
0: of that film. Okay, here's when it gets really good. This is when Harrison Ford's going to really bring stuff to the character here. Again, yeah. he's trying much more than he was in Crystal Skull. Yeah. yeah. Because there are a lot of facets to indie, mean, you can tell why he really wanted to make this movie, because he knew there were there were places you can go with the character. Mm-hmm. I mean, Force Awakens Han Solo is probably as deep and as three dimensional as that character was ever going to be.
1: Yeah, which I think is why he did it again, after famously not wanting to repeat that character. And and he did. I thought
0: that was probably his best Han Solo out of all yeah. the films. Still a little dumb. But that's the way he
1: plays that character. Yeah. You know, when you lie about Kanja Club, you get caught pretty yeah, quick.
0: Yeah, you, uh, maybe you should tell them.
1: <laughs> yeah. I always... Uh, that's another thing. I- Kanja Club sticks in my <clears throat> mind because I always think it's a band Boy George would be in.
0: <laughs> I I actually... Kanja pick- Club, do you really want to hurt me? Yes, we do. <laughs> That was another – I, I pitched I pitch a Kanja Club story to, to IDW for the Young Aww. Readers line. We're t- we're t- was we're t- it in a club? No, no. Oh,
1: see, that's what I would Sorry. do. What what I would do – and uh, I'm going to pitch to you because I'm just coming up with it right now. <laughs> I would have Kanja Club being a club, but this is like the inner circle, like the hellfire. Like what's going on in the back okay. is these nefarious things. But people know the name Candy Club because it's like the hottest club on that planet.
0: And as obsessive as I am with Spoices. collecting props, yes, I had to buy. You can actually find these cards online. Now,
1: did you find a reproduction or were they re- the real cards that company still in production or you found some vintage cards that they
0: also used? These were the cards themselves. And this is again because someone found the cards on display at Disney. They're Redbacks. backs, red back, um, I forgot the name of the of the of the the, the cards, but well, they, they are they're vintage them at Disney. So no, the- they they had them on display as part of a um, prop collections. They oh, had okay. like costumes and stuff, but so they from had this. yeah. So they had the cards that Helena uses, and you can find them online. These particular cards that they have a weathered look to them already. Oh. So, um, the, um, and I saw them, I saw, I looked at the picture as, um, on display at Disney and the cards themselves. I'm like, these are the same thing. They're pretty mm-hmm. much the same cards, but they're made to look weathered and you can buy them that way.
1: There's Phoebe waller bridges mall, which, uh, she's got enough money to take care of it, but. She doesn't need to. No, she always, she comes her hair over it.
2: Uh... I don't believe well, it.
1: Well, Phoebe roller she just ha- has all these elements that should be unattractive, and they all, like... I think because of her character. Because she's...
0: They come together to make her just really interesting and sexy.
2: And
0: again, this is... Again, people complain about how could Indy have seen all these things and still not believe in the supernatural or magic or whatever. I'm like What is the Agent Scully? Yeah, exactly. I go then I go don't watch X-Files then. You're going you're going to deal with like 8 9 seasons of Scully going I don't know. No, I don't believe that. Yeah. I get it. Cuz you know what? You tell me something good's going
1: to happen to me and I go, "Yeah, I don't know." <laughs> Good things have happened to me. Good
0: things happen to me several times, but still, you tell me another good thing? Ah. I mean, you, even when you see the supernatural. I mean, people who say, I've seen this, I've seen that, but you can still doubt things. Sometimes you doubt what you've seen. I believe less in the supernatural than I did when I was young. No. Oh, here goes the best scene. This is one of the best scenes in the movie. How would
2: you stop
1: and a great retcon. I do going to
2: die.
1: He was only nominated once in his career.
2: That was for, for Witness. Witness yeah. yeah, Witness is really good.
0: Should have been nominated for The Fugitive.
1: Too. But the fact that this all comes out of like dealing with an Ezra Miller type
2: problem.
0: You know? Of like
1: th- this is, well this is a character people don't like so you have an Anakin Skywalker thing to it. But then it's also an actor who is not stable enough to work. It doesn't want to work. Doesn't work because yeah. he's not as terrible. Yeah. Whereas Wonder Brothers' approach to the Flash was, let's put two of them on screen. Yeah. The whole time.
0: It was very, very...
1: What about Grant Creston, who played Flash for 10 years? No!
0: Two Ezra Millers! <laughs> I think, too. It's like it was just doubling, literally doubling down. <laughs> on, on crazy. On, uh, thinking, well, you know...
1: Have you seen the Flash yet? Yes. Okay, we can do we can do a whole podcast on. No, remember
0: we talked about it.
2: Yeah, it's,
1: it's
0: that good. put our tra- that put our friendship to the test. Oh yeah. Well, that.
1: Oh, we <laughs> talked about it last week. But you know what? I feel like Spider Man Lotus derailed your entire that week. That entire <laughs> no, everything. It was it.
0: just the start of a whole bunch of crap. In oh,
1: by week. the way, I mentioned it to my 16 year old son, who you know is now at the age where he's just discovering things on his own. Where yeah. I'll tell him something, he's like, "Yeah, I know," and he's like. I've been hearing about
0: Spider-Man Lotus. I heard it was garbage. <laughs> He's like, "Wait, it's free?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, you don't want to see that." All right, so this whole scene here with um with um, going down to the to the wreckage um uh again in the comics, if you read Indiana Jones and the Shrine of the Sea Devil, that's in there. Uh the a uh, similar sequence is in that and um there's also in the Marvel comics. Uh, one of the episodes, uh, one of the issues where Indy goes underwater and enc- encounters what an eel.
1: But this is also one of the things James Mangold mentioned. One of the scenarios that's never been done in an Indiana Jones in the movie. movies. Yes. I mean, other than him climbing onto the submarine, he's never had an undersea adventure. And when you think of all the sunken pirate ships, yep, it's something that's kind of hanging out there. That like, there's a few things. It's like obviously this is his last film. So what can we cover that's never been done? He's never been to Casablanca, you know? Yep. He's never been underwater. He's never fought a mummy. That's going to keep going.
0: <laughs> I like this. He went to
1: a, he went, he went like into pyramids, never fought. A, well, you know, just some uh, bodies fell on Marion at the time. <laughs> they were all screaming for some reason. <laughs> screaming. Screaming in a John Williams score kind of way
0: what's going on no that was just
1: marion echoing everywhere that's one of those like spielberg takes his actress and shoves things
0: at her (laughs) but yes so this has been done in the comics so for those of you oh why did they do this why did they do that folks they've they took a whole bunch of stuff that's been done in other in other stuff that's been done only in the comics it's like
1: comics yeah and knowing like this is a complete indiana jones someday this will be on your shelf as the complete indiana jones adventures
0: you know you don't want to be like why did he never do this and, I, and then uh, i don't know if a lot of people have discussed this but with the with making helena the goddaughter and making um you know making having mutt you know die in vietnam they've pretty much eliminated the George Hall sequences from Young Indiana Jones because... Oh, yeah. In G- Young Indiana Jones, there is one part where his daughter wants to put him in a senior home.
1: Well, George Hall has been excised from the Disney Plus. You yeah. C- you yeah. can't see that footage anymore. Yeah,
0: it's all gone. Was it on the DVDs or was it removed from the DVDs? I, you have the DVDs. I don't know. I saw
1: the DVDs long yeah. ago. But you know why? Because I never finished that goddamn boring sequence. Uh, I don't think they were on the DVDs,
0: though. I don't yeah, think I they think
1: were. they were already removed. Yeah. Well, they were also... They changed them from hour shows to two hour movies. Right. So they reformatted the whole thing. Kinda like the seventies Spider Man show with Nick Hammond. They would like take two episodes together and make, and make the it, movies. Make, and make those it. are the only versions that exist now.
0: I think I remember that being was it a show or was it like a movie in the show type of thing? No,
1: it was a show it was a show in the US that didn't last. It was basically a spin off of the the Bill Bixby Incredible Hulk. Like that was a hit. Mm-hmm. And also Wonder Woman was a hit. Mm-hmm. Like let's get Spider Man out there and it didn't work overseas, they would just take two episodes, make the movies. So um, I would say what's rerunning now, but honestly I haven't seen them on television since the nineties. I used to have a VHS with all of them and they were three, they were three movies that ended up being six episodes. And it was a lot of, um,
0: it was a lot of Spider-Man fighting three ninjas in an office building and losing. Oh geez. This is a scene that, that drives top men panelists, the Thomas Jettner nuts. That there are all these skeletons and things that far underwater. There shouldn't be anything there. This sort of thing should, you know. Yes, I remember on the podcast, I go, you know the a movie where they travel in time. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he just had problems with the scene.
1: Yes, he was like, it would have
0: decayed. I mean, he has a point. I mean, there are no sure. bodies like on the Titanic, so.
1: But it's not taking me out of the movie. Up oh, and now we have the eels, which, of course, are underwater snakes. The Screaming Eels.
0: They needed yeah. to the scream.
1: You should have Wallace Shawn in the boat right now.
2: Do you hear that,
1: Indy? Rose of the Shrieking Eel! <laughs> and you know what? Two more dollars I would have paid for that. <laughs> uh-uh. For Wallace Shawn. <clears throat> you know what? People say Patrick Stewart as Professor X was the greatest casting in the world. I say Wallace Shawn is the head Ferengi. Was the greatest casting you could ever have? Well, I the never, Grand Nagus. I never saw that. Never De- saw Oh, that. he's in a lot that? of. He's in a lot of Deep Space Nine. as wow. the head of the Ferengi government. Okay. Quark, you must be selling to the Dominion. <laughs> if you haven't Definitely. done all of Deep Space Nine, it's very worth
0: getting into. Okay, so here's Indy. Helena coming back to save Indy. So we know that she's. just not going to betray him. Yes, all CG eels, but they
1: don't. They look pretty good. It looks good. It looks. Yeah.
0: You can tell this is ILM bringing their A game.
1: Yes. You know, as much as audiences uh, didn't take this movie seriously, everyone making this gave it 100%. And it's a shame. I mean, you and I have been talking the virtues
0: of this film since it came out. I remember I did talk to um, John Singh, who we had on the show. Oh, sure.
1: Used to work for Lucasfilm. Used to
0: work for Lucasfilm. Was involved with the, the promotional efforts for um, Kingdom. Um, he, he wasn't crazy about this one. No, He did not. <laughs> I think he felt about this one the same way as ways he did about Kingdom. Oh. I got dude, you can't. You well, know. it's,
1: it's mm-hmm. sad because it's known as one of the big bombs of the summer of 2023. This and The Flash. I've seen this in the flash. I have two very different opinions about those films. <laughs> Although I will I will say I'm glad the success of the summer has been Barbie. Barbie is really unique and fun and empowering. It's, I think it's,
0: it's always the movie that you're not expecting to be. And honest. that's what's yeah. great. It's not just the sequel yeah. to the next thing. But
1: you now know, you're Guardi- gonna...
0: and Guardians 3. The Marvel film that everybody's talking about, Marvel Burnout, Guardians Three was great. Oh my God, Guardians Three was talk about emo- emotional send-offs. That one was also. Yeah, you know it was like if you're going to be bringing franchises to an end, I think um, Picard, uh, Indie Guardians, they were all you know brought brought to a close. Really, oh, this is pretty brutal. Yeah, just everybody just coldly murdered. That's all he has to say. Nazis.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But again, it's like, you gotta, you see that these guys are bad. These are evil mofos. It's
1: funny they, that they, I feel like the guys that attacked Phoebe Waller-Bridge just didn't want to be seen attacking the anti-Nazi sentiment. They're like, I hated this movie. Why? That girl. <laughs> and of course, I want to say it like Norm MacDonald. Yeah, I hated that they were mean to the, um, uh. The girl! Oh, Oh, this is interesting. One of the things I love about um, Indiana Jones, when it's done right, is there's usually a sub-artifact. Yeah, you know it, uh, the perfect example. Raiders of the Lost Ark. The, they want the yeah. Staff of Ra for an hour until they've got it and use it. Now they want the Ark. Right. You know, Last Crusade. They want the diary until they get it. Now they want the Grail. And in here we have half of we have half of the dial, and now we have this kind of like this um, kind of like sub quest. It's almost a side quest in a video game for this graphicos.
0: This did feel very much, I mean, there was a point, I remember when I was watching this the first time, like, it seems like television writing, I mean, sorry, movie writing is turning into video game writing. It's the whole, you know, oh, let's, uh, we got to go on a quest, and we got to do this, and we got to find this and go to that. Oh. Antonio
1: Banderas, not in this very long. We go. But you know what? He's
0: such. And again, this is like, you think he's such gonna, a
1: strong actor and. I really got to give him props because you remember the late 90s, early aughts, he was just the sexy Latin guy. And the be- and the action star, too. And yeah, the, the, the big action, action star, star. And Melanie Griffith's new husband. And, you know, he's in this for, you're right, less time than John Rhys-Davies. And you feel it when he dies. It makes you hate the villains more, which it's supposed to, but it also, it also brings that sadness that Indy feels. Right. And-, and he acknowledges it. We'll see that soon where it's not just like a fun and games James Bond where he's like no I need to take a moment and process this
0: that, again that shows that shows again his um this
2: is this is an
0: indie who's had the world pretty much drag him in drag him down and and it's like he is incredibly Cynical
1: and it reminds me of the best line in Crystal Skull. Um, that Jim Broadbent says, who's basically a stand in for Sean Connery because Sean Connery wouldn't come out of their retirement. But he says, You get to the point in life where, li- where life stops giving you things and starts, starts taking, taking them away. away. Yep, which uh, David Kep wrote, David Kep, who would also write,
0: who also had
1: written at that point, the first Spider Man.
2: Hmm.
0: And uh,
1: Jurassic Park, I believe.
0: Yeah. Well, he drew. He wrote uh, the Lost World. I know. Because he, he was uh, what Spielberg would say. Well, he Spielberg says this is he's my he's my finisher. He's the one who comes in and. Yeah,
1: he he's very good at taking movies that have been in development forever and have like and had sixteen drafts and go. All right, here's the best parts of all of them. Mm. And Spider Man is a perfect example because that movie was in development since the early nineties. Yes. Yeah. No. And that would seem to be a simple movie because you're going to do the Peter Parker origin and I believe every script was the Green Goblin so you're just adapting the most famous stories and yet, you know, draft after draft after draft had idea after idea. Yeah, she's great in this. You have to be you have to you have to have a writer's mind to pull the scene off. Yes, you have to
2: be sharp
0: this is it's, again, this is a great you have to have yes, a, a writer's mind, you have to have a director who knows how to stage it where she can move around, do this, do that. yeah, the camera moves and the cuts are just aiding the rhythm of the scene but you couldn't just have a pretty girl in this, right. And this one, this movie, I mean, and, and, and the more I'm watching this, this probably has some of the most, uh, dare I say it, like dare, D- David Mamet, Aaron Sorkinish type dialogue, you know, dialogue that keeps coming at you. Yeah. Snappy, smart, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Not enough hallways.
0: That look on Ford's face. Yeah, indie He's
1: so good. He, Indy's solution to get out of every situation is to do something way more dangerous and hope you survive, and that's exactly what
0: this is. <laughs> uh, take the graphicals.
1: Bad uh. move, Boyd Holbrook. <laughs> that's right. You take the Nazis' boat.
0: You show those Nazis how to boat. And again, the, I love how the Raiders theme the comes flinch. in. Yeah. Well, the flinch. Yeah. Again, the boom, da, 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 da. But also Harrison Ford's flinch.
1: Yeah. No other action star does that like. James Bond doesn't do that. No, James Bond doesn't like try to duck a bullet. No. He's, he's not surprised by somebody yeah. shooting at him.
0: No, but uh, Indy goes, he's been shot enough times and oh, shit, I got it.
1: Yeah, in fact, I like James Bond for the opposite. Like in Goldeneye, where uh, Pierce Bros being shot at and he just moves his head a little bit out of yep, the way. Yeah.
2: yep. That's great, but it doesn't not work for as Indy. good as no. Yeah. It's not
1: as good. Told that. All right. So out of the three, um, the victory tour of Harrison Ford. Let's call it Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Force Awakens, Indiana Jones: The Dial of Destiny. What do you think is his most successful performance? <sighs>
0: Those are good questions. I mean, the problem with Blade Runner twenty forty three is that he's so he's really not in it as much. He shows up like for the final. He's night. like Antonio Banderas. Yeah, he's for the <laughs> yeah. final. Mind you, effective. Yes. Yeah, strong. Incredibly effective. And and you get to, and I'm like, well, I remember watching the movie and going, okay, this is why he wanted to do it. He wanted to take this character and um, one, he wanted to, to address the whole, you know, is is decorative replicant, you know question. Well, is
1: Deckard a replicant? I don't know That's
0: uh, ever definitively said, even from both films. But I, it, it's very clever. I mean, first, Ridley Scott will say Deckard's a replicant. Harrison Ford will say, no, he's not. He'll say, Her, Her, but and, and then now these days, you know, Harrison Ford says, yeah, whatever. You know, it's like, he, I, <laughs> I do It's like he's gotten so tired of the question. Yeah. He's like, whatever Ridley Scott says, fine. But when you watch Blade Runner 2043, or 2049, thank you, um, they're, they they put that little bit at the end where it goes, Well, she was you're a replicant and Rachel was, you know, she was um um tailored perfectly for you that you couldn't help but fall in love with her. And then when the Rachel duplicate comes out right. he like he feels nothing and then he goes, Now you got her eyes wrong. So you're like, Huh. Wait a minute. Is he saying that because he's a human and that whole thing wouldn't work, or is it because they did something wrong and it didn't trigger the the replicant th- part also, of him? I also
1: thought it was like screw you, Jared Leto. Well, that because too,
0: because he he's so arrogant in that scene. But that's like Harrison Ford getting a chance to give kind of give his own take mm-hmm. on the character. You know, okay, this is what I've always felt Rick Deckard was. It's yeah, um, but again, uh, so. But that is a great moment. I think that's a great moment. Harrison Ford did a great job with that. Um, what was the other one besides uh, Force Awakens? Force Awakens. You know, yeah. Uh, Harrison. There's uh, a lot. There's a lot of Harrison. There's in a lot there. in there, and I will say again, his best performance as Han Solo, um, and you can tell that he wanted, he wanted Han Solo to die. He wanted him d- dead in um, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, he wanted to be. Never and, unfrozen, and that is a great, great death scene. You got to give him that. It is, it good, is a yeah. great death scene. It is such and a that, great, and it's the
1: most effective of that Disney trilogy. Yeah, that whole that whole movie.
0: Um, but then it, it's upsetting because in all, but then the second movie has Luke dying, and then the third movie is Leia dying, and it's like, oh great, all my heroes are dying.
1: Yeah, they're just well, you know, that's the problem with being a Gen Xer. All well, your heroes are. Or your
0: childhood heroes are boomers, yeah. and all the boomers are eighty years old. <laughs> so finally, I mean, if you're gonna say, I think for the most complete, the most complete performance, because he's in it from beginning to end, I, I got to give it the Dial of Destiny right now. Because right, Harrison Ford is doing some of his best work right now. Whether it's here, Dial of Destiny, we've talked about this before. Uh, with um, that, the show he's doing on uh, the Yellowstone show, 1923. Yeah, I haven't
1: watched that yet. That's on my list. I.
0: You <sighs> said you don't have to watch any of the. The other Yellowstone's nope. to enjoy it. Nope, you do not. I will need to watch that. Watch it. It's, uh, I thoroughly enjoy it. And yes, of course, Shrinking. He's incredibly good Shrinking is, good is wonderful. Yeah.
1: And man, you know, uh, Shrinking again, Jason Segel is such a forgotten treasure. Where like, you remember, like he's in like high profile things. Then he kind of ducks below the radar and you forget about him. And then mm-hmm. you see him again. I was just watching a YouTube video about how he was too busy, really, for the final season of How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. So he's, like, sporadic in that. But in the video, they were saying how, like, busy he was, how he did the, um, the Infinite Jest author film, and how he remade The Muppets and Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And I was like, well, yeah, he's fantastic in every one of those movies. I love you, man.
0: So it's nice to see him and Harrison Ford in the show together. I love that show. By the way, I've been tracking Teddy's screen time. He's getting some significant screen time here. He's approaching short round levels. Yeah, he has less me. to say and do. We... <laughs> yeah, but he's still do it. But he still well, he's here, The he's kid some stuff in. He's the kid sidekick. I'm telling you, I, uh, I shared this on my Instagram a while back. I looked like Teddy when I was a kid. <laughs> I was
1: disappointed there was not a Teddy figure in the line. Yeah,
0: he's wearing a. Uh, was it the, He's that's a. Um, Miami Dolphins uh, jersey from but there's the... no
1: logo on it. it's just a number you could have made a figure out of that without any yeah. licensing fees again true yeah but that you for could those have had that... that hat is removable oh. for,
0: for those who don't know that's the the, the, oh, the, the that reminds un... me of Dr. Sleep <laughs> oh god yes
1: yeah. <laughs> another another movie that's like under the radar
0: oh god I love that movie right up until the very end I like the end I don't like the end I like the ending of the book better Doctor Sleep I didn't read is, the book. I, I don't uh, know the, Do, the book of uh, Doctor Sleep. The book is probably one of my favorite Stephen King books. I think before that it was Dreamcatcher. I know they had so. to
1: lean it more towards the Kubrick film, which is, is well, very what, very different than
0: the, the book. The Shining, well, which Mike, Mike. What's Mike? I forgot his last name. Flanagan. Mike Flanagan, because he said he was he was followed the basic plot of of the book but he wanted to make it also something that was a sequel to the movie. Right because which, most people seeing the movie they, would have yes. seen the movie not read yeah.
1: the book and they wouldn't understand why, you know, why Jack carried a mallet or the boiler exploded.
0: Anyone anyone catch that this was a little bit of an homage to The Last Crusade that they yep. they steal the car just as uh, a the guy's fixing it tire. Yep. Yeah. VW Bug that was my first
1: car. Yeah. As was my first car in two different ways, actually. When I was a baby, my mom had the original VW Bug, and then when I got my first car was in the early 2000s when the Bug came back. They had the little vase you could put a flower in.
0: I love how, again, this is 1969, and these major, you know, archaeological... Sp- like, it, if in the 1930s, they would not have been big tourist traps.
1: Yes, but now they are.
0: Now they are. And now Indy's got to go kind of like on an expedition... To an area where he's surrounded by tourists.
1: Yeah. By the way, the figures come with those backpacks. They're the, really the,
0: nicely detailed. Did you hear about the, the 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 controversy about that backpack? That there's that the the backpack. Why is there
1: a controversy about a
0: backpack? Yeah, that that, that backpack that Indy wears is made by one particular company. That were they not in business they, in '69? No, they, not that they weren't in business in '69, but that Lucasfilm went and marketed. Backpacks like that with a different um, distributor. And like they took, they, they, these are from one company, but they were, they were trying to pass them off as from another company.
1: Oh, so they licensed another company.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So this company was like kind of pissed because it's like, hey, th- those are our backpacks. It's, yeah, that's would- our design. That's all that. And you're trying to say that another company sells them. Oh, yeah. Instead of just going straight to that company and saying, you know, because they would have really benefited from having, you know, yeah. Saying, I, this it, is the this is Indiana Jones. It doesn't bag. seem
1: like a Disney way to do things. Disney mm. seems always like l- legal and most efficacious and least problematic. Just
0: do that, pay it, get out. Because this one's different from the Crystal Skull bag, which is it was a I believe it was a. Um, uh, was another military, another military type bag, which you can find. You can find the crystal skull bag out there.
1: How about these flashlights? Can you find the flashlights? The flashlights you can big find old too. packs Yeah, awesome.
0: Th- those you can find, but you you don't find them that color. You got to find them if you want to. If you want to re- replicate them, you buy them and you have, to, you have to strip the paint off of them. Oh yeah,
1: well this is before all like reflective yeah. colors. I imagine you can get them in like. They're red, actually. Yeah, like. Yeah. I was thinking of, like traffic cone colors, yeah, so you can spot them. Yeah,
0: I, I love this scene, I do,
1: yeah, so do I. Yeah. It's one of the few scenes where he mentions his entire history,
0: yeah, but also his, you know, their effects of time. <laughs> I'm thinking, <laughs> what do you about? It's like Christmas story, yep. leave
1: me alone. I'm thinking, yeah. crap shoulders. Crap shoulders. <laughs> Yeah, his body's a mess. <laughs> he is. <laughs> and he's a professor.
0: The blood of Kali.
1: I like that's the
0: worst thing that's happened to him. But that was a time is, where I yeah, mean, th- think Church about it. Voodoo. If 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 short round doesn't save him, he becomes a uh, uh, he becomes a thuggy. you know a thuggy. Yeah, and and that was the thing that pissed me off too. Oh. Well, Harrison Ford needed a sidekick (laughs) to save him. Excuse me. He always has a sidekick He always had a sidekick. That's what sidekicks do. Yeah. They're going to save you, help you out of a jam. In fact, it's only in one movie that it's the love interest. (sighs)
1: And I love how this is, again, this is. Oh, this uh, guy. I was really hoping this guy would survive, and he doesn't.
0: Did he shoot him? I don't remember. You,
1: You see, yeah, you see that he's dead. Oh, he's dead later. When they get out of
0: the cave. So there's a bunch of stuff in this scene that was cut later, I believe. I'm sure there were a lot more
1: booby traps. But this is, when I was a kid and he asked me who Indiana Jones was, I was like, he goes into temples and he survives booby traps and he gets treasure. And that happens less than I think when I look at these. But but here, this sequence has got some really clever and cool and very nicely production designed traps.
0: And and which here work, where I mean, as much as I I'll give I'll, I'll cut Crystal Skull some slack. It you know you could tell this was Steven Spielberg coming up with, you know I want to come up with a booby trap and a puzzle here that we're gonna do da da da. And it's so much time is spent on that, and it feels very, again like the dialogue feels very uh, the expository feels like expository dialogue. The puzzles feel like puzzles. You know the you know because you sit there and you go. Holy shit! Who had the time to put these puzzles together? You know? Yeah, they're puzzles for puzzles' sake. Uh, well,
1: it's my problem with Crystal Skull. All around is it the um, the stakes are low. You like I never feel like those the characters might die in Crystal Skull, and it feels like a television reunion special of like everybody's so happy to be back and let's kind of do the things that you love and we'll wink at you and we love them too. Whereas this, it's like. I mean, when you get to the end of this
2: movie.
0: Yeah, I know. I was
2: really. I was like, yeah. maybe he does? I know. He doesn't die.
1: I know.
0: I know. Well, we talked about this. The stakes this. are high. Again. Yes, they were. They were fairly high. At least as far as the characters go. See, this felt like a Marion moment. Yeah, Willie. A little bit of Willie, a little bit of Marion. Because even Marion well, lost Bugs her again. shit. Yeah, but even Marion lost her shit when they were in the, t- the Well of Souls. Yes. But I do feel like they ran out of
1: creepy animals. <laughs> Because they did snakes, and then they did bugs, and then they did rats, and then they did ants, and now they do bugs. It's like, and we keep going again. back to bugs.
0: Well, this is like a greatest hits sort of deal. Yeah. There.
1: but Well, th- this puzzle, I think, is wonderful. Because he has... It looks fantastic. It I've never seen a trap like this. And he has to use his archaeological knowledge to get out of it. It's like... This is like something you'd find in a really good issue of Batman.
0: Ah. You know? Well, again, it's a, but it, ha, it, has, it can kind of go into video game territory because I remember the old Indiana Jones uh, games. You had like the um, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis where uh, it's a, the click, the point and click yeah. one. And it's like that. There were different puzzles that Indy has to figure out to get through from one scene to another. But, but
1: this is, he solves this based on his knowledge of Archimedes. Archimedes, yes. It's, yes. it's not just, hey, I turn this dial and I decode right, this thing. Right, right. It's because he knows Archimedes' personality. And I love that,
0: too. Like, these skeletons didn't get out the doors, get in the pool. And I can't help, as I'm, I mean, every time I, I'm looking at every, every one of these scenes, I, I mean, I just cannot help but look at the costumes. Um, that, that 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 hat is uh, I I so want one of those hats, and it, you know we've talked about it every one of those um, the costume changes in every film yeah, you know the the they call it the uh, the destiny jacket the 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 company that made the the Indiana Jones jackets West Wested. Ed has come up with they call it the destiny jacket, and I think um, Herbert Johnson has the they call it the destiny poet. It's that the hat that Indy wears. They they were the ones who made them for Raiders. They came back to make them for um, Dial of Destiny. And I just, uh, <laughs> I want one of those hats. Yeah, there is a different
1: where the, the Temple of Doom hat becomes more of a safari hat. It's a yes. lot
0: taller, a lot wider. Yep.
1: And then The Last Crusade is a lot tighter. It's a lot more of a classic fedora. In fact, to the point where towards the end, I
0: don't like it. It looks I like need... a dress fedora. It looks, looks like well, I've yeah. never
1: liked his hat w- in the the Grail Temple. It's so tight nah. that it seems like it seems like too tight. That brim is very tight. Yeah. it doesn't bother me for most of the movie, but like when he drinks from the Grail, every time I've seen that, even when I was seventeen in the theater, I was like, the hat's wrong.
0: This is very clever. Crystal the way. Skull, I
1: never had a problem with that. But this no. is a good Well,
0: that was because they had, a, they had a different hatter make it, and he was going off the patterns for the other films.
1: Oh, the Hot Toys Indiana Jones figure will come with a piece of this bridge. Which they've announced, but they haven't put up for pre-order yet.
0: So if you're wondering what the purpose of Teddy is, it's for him to pretty much render a little justice here. And he learns how to swim. Yeah. I was telling... Uh,
1: we went to the I went to the water park with the boys after seeing this and I used I used this lesson with my son about swimming. He's like, I can swim. I was like, You reach and pull. Reach and pull. Like in Indiana Jones. Although I took him to Indiana Jones, but he was very, very focused on the popcorn. <laughs> because after we left, he goes, I didn't understand the end of that movie and then as we were explaining it to the part we'll get to, he went, There was time travel? <laughs> I was like, Your head was in that popcorn bucket. <laughs> reach and
0: pull. Reach and pull. Yeah, that's a nice backpack. That's a very sweet backpack. I don't want it, but I think it looks cool. Well, it's a $250 backpack, so <sighs> yeah, I don't know if you want that. But again, that hat, that hat goes for about 400.
1: I have a New York messenger bag that kind of looks like the Raider satchel that I've been using. Oh, the Raider
0: things. satchel you can get. That that one you can get It's um, like a World War 1, World War 2, World War 2 gas mask bag. Mark a Mark 7 gas mask bag. And Wested makes those as well as their bunch of other uh, even Disney had one. they sold one that was actually i I kicked myself that I did not buy it. They say the strap was a little on the short side, but it looked really nice and um I never bought it um i have I have one that was made by a company called what Price Glory and it's a very nice um replica I bought the the a uh, replica strap from Wested. They're the ones who did them for the movie so and i like my many props i'm i'm tempted to just buy another another bag and some other things
1: what's on your prop wish list what do you not have
0: i'll get a sankara stone right uh, of course a uh, uh, a dial would be great um that's all i can think of right now cuz i found a really nice um you saw i i showed on the show a while back a um a holy grail the grail i found was very nice um i found um I bought the Crystal Skull through Disney when it was on sale, and I even got the the uh fertility idol from Disney. So I just need uh, I I have a mo- I, I only have two movies not represented right now. I'm also there's a guy on Etsy who does a really nice urn of Nurhachi, mm. which I'm saying if I can't get a Shankara stone, I would settle for a Nurhachi urn. Um, but, again, that it, it's a little bit pricey. And, you know, I don't – my financial situation doesn't allow – doesn't give me as At much – At the moment. Yeah, doesn't give me as much disposable income. <laughs> so maybe when I'm – you know, when I when I do have that disposable income, I, I'll, I'll go for it. But right now, no.
1: Yeah, as, as, as I've been saying for a while, my, my, that, my strategy is get all the action figures while they're available because they're already disappearing. Yeah. I pre-ordered the final set, which is Last Thanks. Crusade and I will save them and treasure
0: them. This is when I thought they were setting up that Indy dies and that they would be finding Indy's corpse, that it wasn't Archimedes, uh, that they were going to end up yeah, finding I thought, Indy. I, that
1: occurred to me yeah. as well. That's
0: what I thought. And I was ready to be pissed.
1: <laughs> well, you've been saying for about a year that you were afraid that this would end with Indy dying.
0: Although James Mangold did come out later, later and say, no, I wouldn't, I'm i not going to kill Indy. I don't want to be the guy who kills Indiana Jones. Senator
1: Support asked him about it, and he thought, yeah, he thought about it, and they dismissed it very early. Which, um, going back to Picard Season 3, Terry Metallus said the same thing about the Next Generation cast. He said, "He said I was never going to kill any of them. No. And there was a moment in that final episode where you're pretty sure, like, Worf and Riker are dead. Yeah. It's like, okay, we could probably live with Worf and Riker dying and the rest of them living. But he, said, but he was saying, I didn't want to... He's like, I didn't want to have an ending where we're happy except these guys are dead.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I, and I like that. I mean, Return of the Jedi originally ended with Lando die, And Lucas was like, nope, nobody's going to
0: die. Right. Because uh, the Fal- that's when you have um, Han going, looking at the Falcon and saying, I've got this weird feeling like I'm never going to see her again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which they probably should have cut when they didn't kill Lando. And there's also that. Well, I like I like though it it makes it feel like that, like you're thinking, oh shit, they're not going to make it out. Well, and there's that, that yeah. moment
1: too where the flames yeah, engulf the Millennium yes. Falcon on the way out of the Death Star.
0: Uh-huh. I will say, how the fuck does Volder know that that he's got to put this and that and then put it all together? Because
1: Volder is as obsessed as Toby Jones was. Yeah, I get it. he's been looking for this thing at least since World War Two. Yeah.
0: So 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 this is the equivalent of short he's round. Now the expert. Yeah. Now this is the equivalent of short round, like you know, getting getting into some kung fu See, fighting. and he's firing a gun. Firing a gun, yes, but I'm saying, but it's not his gun. Yeah. Again, you know, there's
1: always a little bit of gun in Indiana Jones, but yeah. like I never, I never thought the gun was iconic. No, no. Well, the, like, the Webley is. Yeah, but it really, it's. I always felt that it's the the holster's really there to hold the whip, and it has a, Yep. Boom. I, I will say. This rock, mean I thought he was gonna die, but he
0: goes for a long time with his wound. This that's well, a shoulder gun, wound. It's a shoulder wound. It's pretty. It's pretty low for a shoulder wound. Yeah, but it's like boom. It's right there. It's not like in his heart. You know, it's a and shoulder who shoots wound.
1: him? Boyd fucking Holbrook, oh, yeah. the
0: Corinthian. I was gonna say that that gunfight really felt a bit, a lot like um, the the Raven Bar too. Yes. the way it was staged.
1: Well, especially the way he he leaned and yeah. fired. That was the same shot. Uh, not the shot of the gun. It was the same no. camera shot.
0: Yeah. But then, then again, this is where yeah, a lot of these indie. Well, no, this is where we're... you
1: see the tour guide's dead. Oh, I know. It made me sad. Well, okay.
0: Because he he looks
1: so helpless. He looked like he just wanted to run tours of the Parthenon or whatever it is.
0: I was like, no, Indy's just a helpless old man at the end of the movie. Here, right here, because
1: look, oh. there
0: Oh, you're See, right. See, there's yeah. his body. Yeah, you're right. His keys are right there.
1: Poor guy. I always feel I always feel the worst for guys that are doing nothing wrong and getting murdered.
0: I will say though, if I were like a bit part in a movie like that, I'd be like, yeah. I want I like I've always wanted to die in a horror movie. Well, you're thinking it was an acting job. I'm thinking it was that's that guy's life and that's how it ends. Ah, oh, wow. Well, now you're now you're turning into indie. <laughs>
2: Oh well, yeah, he was sad about
0: Antonio Banderas dying.
2: <laughs>
0: See, he looks he looks like he is dying at this point. Well, but that's again, it's like well, younger indie would have. been There like, are thirty eight minutes left in yeah, this movie though. I know, I know, and I remember when it's I was like, watching it. Is he dead yet? Was, Is he dead yet? Right when I when I wa when I saw this movie the first time, I'm like, okay, they've got the Antikythera, and she's are, have we gotten into the final act yet? I think I even looked at my watch at one point. Mm-hmm. They say, Are we the last act?
1: Well, I thought we were in the last act when they went to the catacombs. Right, right. Because right. I was like,
0: All right, here's the big set piece. Right. They're in the
1: catacombs with the booby traps. The bad guys are there. Right. This is the end. And at this point, I was like, I don't know where we're going because I feel like that was the natural climax. Yes, yes. Was getting the, the two pieces of the Archimedes, putting them together. So I think it's all the third act. I think that's where the third act begins, but it's an extended third act. There may be a fourth act. It's possible the time travel we're getting into is a fourth act. I mean, not everything has to be a three-act structure. And that's one of the things I find interesting about this and one of the things that's unexpected. You know, At this point, I don't know how it ends because I think it ends in those catacombs. And we just went through all of them. We had a lot of them. They were satisfying and it didn't end. It's kind of like if you go back to Mads Mikkelsen Casino Royale, like after Mads Mikkelsen is done and it keeps going and you're like why are we following Eva Green at the bank? <laughs> and you realize there's the story's talking about something different than you, that you might have been thinking it was talking about.
0: Again, now my third time through this movie and I am getting way more out of the Vola character than I did the first two times, too. Yeah you know cuz people are saying oh he was underused i i think he got just yeah plenty of screen time no and i think he's a character of regret but he is he's regret for the wrong thing yeah well he, i mean again i mean well, there's a lot sorry of sorry it.
1: it wasn't worse for us
2: yeah
0: well i mean in the end i mean he probably thought hitler did for all we know he's looking at 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 the at nazi germany as as a military sort of yeah. Power. Well, he had,
1: he had them redressed in the uniforms.
0: Yeah, because he knows that they're going to go back in time. Boom, they're going to have to be dressed that way. But it's not to say that. Who's to say that Voler would have? He gets. He says that Hitler made a lot of mistakes. You know, maybe he was thinking about Hitler purely. In terms I would say
1: Hitler made all mistakes. All mistakes. Yes. <laughs> yes,
0: but I mean, he made a lot of mistakes that. Tactically, tactically, and maybe again, there the the we'll talk about like the final solution in those things. This
1: is also looking very Casablanca. Yes, the, yes. The plane anger. The plane. Yep. <laughs> I don't know a lot about being noble,
2: yeah. Colonel
1: Strassa. <laughs> By the way, I hate to sound like a movie snob, but Casablanca is kind of close to Raiders as far as like. Perfect
0: movies that I could watch anytime. I have never, I'm going to admit, it, I have never watched Casablanca.
1: Well, I have more drinks. We could do another podcast <laughs> if you watch it. The
0: last time I saw Casablanca
1: mm-hmm. was actually at the Chicago Symphony. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the orchestra yeah, played. I mean, yeah. What was interesting, the orchestra did not play when time goes by. Could you? Well, uh, you haven't seen the movie. Right. But, you know, Sam plays and time goes by yeah. in the movie. They only played the score.
0: Ah, okay, so they... Which, okay. Yeah.
1: So again, I'm, I mean... The last time, by the way, the last time I saw Chicago Symphony I was John Williams Live, where he played all his theme, and he played Helen's theme from this movie. Oh, okay. As a preview.
2: So,
0: so again, we're talking about, these are, what, um, fourth columnists? These are, you know... Fifth columnists. Fifth, fifth columnists. You know, Nazis that have been in our midst the whole time. These are the magas that say Trump won. See the thing: the magas <laughs> aren't that bright. Is, I like mean, well, not that well, they Nazis weren't that, were bright, that to bright to begin with, with yeah, because well, they've been
1: yeah. looking at their following. Not exactly a tactical genius.
0: Now I'm going to give Mangold some credit here and his screenwriter some credit that when they do have this whole bit with um, Teddy, you know, stealing the plane and 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 taking off with it, but they they do they do concede that a kid who's you know. Who's only practiced in a in a in a simulator of sorts can't really you know land the plane,
1: (laughs) unlike Gran Turismo based on a true story, where David Harvard or Orlando
0: Bloom are like, go on kids, drive 120 miles an hour. All right, so here's the Mary Sue coming to the rescue. (laughs) Teddy, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Teddy's the Mary Sue. He's got a mustache. Did you really look Uh, like Teddy? uh, No. There she goes. Mm -hmm. There's Mary Sue. Uh, Again. Again. Just idiots. See, I I love... I love even love this bit where she's like... I'll take Helena over Willie Scott.
1: She's... uh, And I don't mind Kate Capshaw. It seems like... It seems like time has shown Kate Capshaw to be a good person because she and Spielberg have been married so long she retired from acting and she seems like a good mom. But the character of Willie Scott is, is... way weaker than Helena Shaw
0: Again, yeah, Helena feels very much like Marion to me yeah and that's yeah. what you want her. a very Marion like this is the kind of thing that Marion she
1: kind thought. of is wearing the Raven outfit yes yes and again the dark yeah.
0: hair yep like spiritually you know Marion's successor But not too crazy. Not like Lara Croft, you know, right level. Not like, superhero. I yeah. mean,
1: Lara, Lara Croft is Indiana Jones as a superhero with boobs. No. You know, one of the things we used to do in, uh, when I was at our asylum, the toy company, we had this running joke about Lara Croft, was that if you just nudged your joystick left and right, she would wiggle her butt at you. <laughs> and we would go, oh, Lara. <laughs> oh, yeah, not too fast
2: now. Oh, Lara. <laughs>
1: She stand on a cliff and just wiggle her butt at you. That is the difference between Indiana Jones and Tomb Raider.
0: Yeah, this, so here's the moment. I've never seen any of the Tomb Raider movies. Are they
2: Actually any they're not good? bad. No, actually I saw
0: the, the, I, the Angelina Jolie movies are pretty good. I, I played them. a lot of the games. I didn't watch the remake though, the one that came later. But the I saw the Angelina Jolie movies. They were they right. I, I, I liked them.
1: I would say I really enjoyed the games. And then when uh LucasArts stole the engine for Indiana Jones for Infernal Machine, I was even happier. And I'm I'm not a big gamer, but if you have the Zen diagram, Venn diagram, of something I care about and good game, like <laughs> Arkham City or Spider Man or Indiana Jones of the Infernal Machine, I'm very, very happy.
0: I love this.
1: Yeah. Again, yeah. using his scientific, scientific mind, yep. he's
0: smarter than them. That's why, or he's um, not, and he doesn't have the same. I mean, he's obsessed, but not like them. He has a he has more of a perspective.
1: Well, Indy's never been single minded because he's going to have a different focus every movie, right? So, as we were saying about Toby Jones, he always has these friends or his dad, particularly, uh, you know, Forrestal, Abner Ravenwood, yeah, his dad.
0: Muller uh,
1: Toby, Toby Jones and this Muller yeah. yeah. The people that have spent their entire lives on one artifact, he's super focused on this artifact for this movie. But then the next movie comes along and he has another artifact. So yeah. he has more perspective than the guy who's spent his whole life because those guys are too single minded and they haven't thought of something outside of themselves. His dad never thought there would be rats,
0: <laughs> big ones. Rocks. Lots of them. <laughs> yeah, we're made rats. He's scared to death of them. Voler essentially, it's it's like it's like. Uh, and he hates him. Well, it's like India is like Reed Richards to to Voler's um, Dr. Doctor Dr. Doom. You know, uh-huh. Doctor Doom who had too big of an ego to recognize that he made a mistake in his calculations, and Reed Richards is like, "Hey, you're gonna screw up." So, so yeah. So now you've got to have the uh, the you have to show that there is an actual pilot in the plane so that later on they'll have someone who can, you know, land it.
2: Here we go.
1: Oh, and here and here's the big jump. This is where a lot of folks, they go, what? Oh, well, I did, too, but I decided to go along with it. I did not think this was going to happen. I thought the plane was going to crash. And there would be like some ambiguity of whether or not it was possible. Yeah. I like this guy, too. Yeah. The actual pilot of this plane. This it's guy's like,
0: fucked. Okay, we got to... This guy's... What, what's
1: going on all here? All he wanted to do is sleep, sleep in his own plane. Yeah, and
0: all of a sudden, some kid's flying his plane. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And now he time-traveled. Yep. It's not and fair. Then, and then uh, I am like, okay, now let's now we get the payoff. This is Chekhov's gun, right? If you show yes. if you show the the Romans <laughs> attacking um what Sicily? Yeah. You got in, in well, the first act, you got to you got to show him in the third. <laughs> he
1: discusses this all in the class. In the other films where you see him teaching class, he's never that specific. Yes. Like, he's talking about, you know, Chamber 3 was undisturbed, X never marks the spot, it's, it's generality. But here, he is talking mm-hmm. about the Battle of
0: Syracuse. And at this point, it becomes, to me, it felt, for some reason, it felt like Young Indiana Jones. And I still thought this was World War Two.
1: Well, because it's so mired in history. Yeah.
0: And that's what Young Indiana Jones was about. No, in the beginning, you think it's World War II until you see all the sales. Yeah.
1: I still would have thought, I still think Young Indiana Jones maybe would have worked if you did it today. But they didn't really have the budget. They had the budget to travel around the world and walk around. But there was no action in that show. And I know they pitched it as that, but it's Indiana Jones.
0: is I mean, what people wanted. I mean, you watch yeah. some later episodes, like you look at like Indiana Jones and the Attack of the Hawkmen, Indiana Jones and the Phantom Train of Doom... Indiana Jones and the Hollywood Follies. There is more action in. But
1: I, I think it was too late. They had lost the orange. Yeah, before. by then, yeah.
0: Because I remember when they did the Indiana Jones and the Hollywood Follies, you, you you actually see how Indy learns the trick about dragging under a train, under a bu- under a truck. You know, because it's from an old telev- It's an old movie stunt, right. which was Raiders anyway.
1: Which was a silent movie, yeah. yeah.
0: Which was from the old Zorro movies.
1: Yeah, once I saw Archimedes, I was like, I don't know what is going yep. to happen. Yep. Like the fact that they changed perspective from Indy to Archim- and Elena yeah. and Bowler to the actual Archimedes in his own lab, I was like, okay, if you ch- if you ch- it's a little screenwriting check. If you change perspective to a new character, that character is very important.
0: Yes, but you and you kind of have to change the character perspective of the character so that you actually know that this is this is really happening it's yes. not just an illusion it's not their or whatever. perspective yeah and I thought again I thought they'd leave it on I like this too Boyd Holbrook just
1: starts shooting at everybody <laughs> you know the old saying when all you have is a hammer <laughs> everything,
0: everything becomes looks, a nail
1: everything yeah. becomes a nail that you should shoot you should, at yeah. <laughs> It looks like it looks like fucking Helm's Deep in here. It's like so crazy. And again, there's one of the reasons this movie is so expensive. You can say what you want about COVID and Harrison Ford's uh, no, salary they, and marketing, but they, they they were saying on the extras, they built five oh. entire well, They built five entire movies. There's a World War II epic, there's a Roman epic, yep. there's a sixties New York there's Casablanca. Uh, uh-huh. There's like there's this changes focus so hard so many times. And it's not, you know, in the classic way of like we went we flew to Tunisia for a couple months and then we went to L Street Soundstage. This is they were talking especially about the production costume design. It was a totally different vocabulary for every thirty-five minutes of this movie. <laughs> No. Yeah, now he's breaking windows to shoot at <laughs> more guys. The door is open. She just opened the bottom of the yeah, plane did. But he has to
0: break windows. And Voler's like, Oh my god, what happened? But you're a Nazi. <laughs> yep. Now I, now it's in these turns. I don't think they up. had an
1: agenda going into this movie, but I do think there was a little bit of that fuck you, you're a Nazi in today's climate, Well definitely, was, definitely. Is taking a stance. It's Disney taking a stance in the way that Disney is saying, fuck you, Ron DeSantis.
0: <laughs> I, oh, there we go. I don't know if I'd be trusting my aim right now. I've lost enough blood. To Indiana Jones, I would. Yeah.
2: Go.
0: I love how she has to grab his hat because he, they know yeah. he can't fall this was the a play. trailer moment and I did yep.
1: not think it was from the climax of this film it just seemed like something that would happen in act two
0: but the scale of this yeah they I saw the, well, the uh, uh, making a featurette and yeah they those are all, like, handmade costumes for all the, the yeah. Roman soldiers and all.
1: For the last 20 minutes. And, you know, you can say what you want about Disney. I, I There are pros and there are cons of Disney, but the fact that they were willing to spend this kind of budget...
0: I mean, I know everyone says Disney, this Disney, that, but I mean, this was a Lucasfilm movie. I mean, this was. But Lucasfilm was owned by Disney now. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying it's it's not like Disney had creative control. No, but it, it it's Disney in the way,
1: it's Disney giving over to Kathleen Kennedy in the way they give over to Kevin Feige. Right. They're
0: still paying for it. Right, and then I, but it's like I, a lot of times people go, well, you know, Disney this, Disney does this to Marvel. i go, mean, folks, understand, like. Uh, Disney only owned Marvel for so long, and they, you know, they did own Marvel when we got Endgame and all those films. Right. Well, and those are all the, also the people
1: that'll be like Kathleen Kennedy this and Kathleen Kennedy that, and it's like Kathleen Kennedy was a producer on all of the Indiana Jones films.
0: Yes. E.T. Yeah, and and a lot of hit movies. You know, the, the woman did not get that job. Uh, out of nepotism or whatever, right? The, the woman knew her stuff. Yes, yeah, she knew. She her helped. Stuff. She helped shepherd a lot of these things.
1: And and, and I feel like we never go a podcast without mentioning Warner Brothers DC movies, but I was um, this would be my greatest thing in the world in the middle of an ordeal commentary. <laughs> the Wall Street Journal has a podcast called "With Great Power" about the rise of Marvel Studios, uh-huh. and they talked to Diane Nelson, who ran DC. She she only ran DC from two thousand nine to two thousand eighteen. It's like, she she ran DC after Dark Knight until after Justice League. Wow. Like, if you're attacking a Kathleen Kennedy, that's a person to attack a Kathleen Kennedy
2: for.
0: Here we go. Now, this is when I was convinced that they they were going to kill Indy. And I was going to be pissed. I thought he
1: might stay. I yeah. really didn't know. Yeah,
0: he might stay, and then he was going to show go. up in that tomb later. Yes. That's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, holding the... That's what I was thinking.
1: In like a Tony Stark Endgame kind of. Yep, yep. I'm glad they did. I was talking. I was actually talking to somebody at work because I was mentioning how I bought this on digital. And I was talking to one of my friends who's our age, who hasn't seen it, and is it like? And he asked me. He goes, "Is it really the last?" And I was like, "But he's 80."
2: Yeah. I was
1: like, "Yeah, it's the last," because for some reason. These movies, after Temple of Doom, take years and years and years.
0: It was three years, then five years, then seventeen years, then nineteen years. Well, it's the last one with Harrison Ford, and Kathleen Kennedy has said that there will be no more indie movies without Harrison Ford. That is not to say that we've talked about this. They can do an animated series. They can do a, a television spin-off, you know, on Disney Plus using other characters. This is going to sound like Schadenfreude. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, for all of
1: us that don't want to see him uh, an indie without Harrison Ford, the box office failure of this movie has guaranteed that.
0: Yeah, yeah that's a good point. That's We're not going to
1: get the Chris Pratt.
0: No, no, no. Or Brandon right. Cooper. Or at least not right now. I mean, maybe, who knows? Maybe... Five, ten years later, they'll be like, oh, you know what? We have this IP. Let's reboot him like they, like, yeah, like James Bond or like Batman, you know, something like that.
1: I've always said it. I still stand by watching this last one. The character relies so much on his performance.
0: It is. It does. It does. Because
1: you know what? I have enjoyed the comics and I've read the novels, but they are hollow compared in, like, and I usually say this about comic heroes, about Batman and Spider-Man, like the comics are as good or better than the movies. And that's because they were created to be comics. But I feel like Indiana Jones books, it's like reading Star Trek books without the actors doing those parts. You miss so much. It It's kind of like Good Omens season three. I love season two, but and it ends on a cliffhanger and Neil Gaiman said, Hey, if Amazon doesn't agree to light a season three, I'll write a book. And it, It'd be nice to read a Neil Gaiman written book about those characters, but it's not the same as Michael Sheen and David Tennant saying those words. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I feel about Indiana Jones. The only and I God, I've been saying this since the time of Crystal Skull. I'd accept an animated series. They haven't attempted one.
0: See this is
2: Yeah. This, At
1: the time of Crystal Skull I'd be like, let Jendi Tartatovsky create an animated series. But now Jenny Tartatowski is the guy that does Hotel Transylvania.
2: Mm.
0: So that, that window's closed. By the way, I just picked up Helena saying that dial is a forced deck. Which was great. A great nod back to the bit from the boat the earlier. I was like, ah, that is clever.
1: This, this movie is smarter and better than the reasons you had to not go. Yep. My hope for this podcast is that people, when this comes on Disney+, Plus, they're like, people that already know us, I don't think we're going to create a new audience with this podcast. (laughs) Especially Two Beers In. No. No. But the people who listen will be like, you know what, I don't think it's going to be good. I'll just put on the Caffeinated Comics podcast. Hopefully we've convinced you to
0: watch it again without our podcast. Without our commentary. I think this movie is great. I'm... Every time I watch this movie, I like it more and more. I mean, the the, the things that I might have had issues with before, I'm like, oh no, okay, I get it. At the very least, it belongs in the canon. Here we go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> People had a problem with that, and uh, I thought it was the most Indiana Jones thing I in the world. I loved
0: it. I can't reason with you. I'm gonna nope. punch you gonna in the face. Knock you out, like Marion did him the first time. It's like when Indiana Jones tries, like
1: the beginning of the movie. Indiana Jones tries to convince Germans he's a Nazi. He gives up and punches, punches them in the them. face.
2: Yep.
1: What uh, he does in Raiders. Uh. It's what he does when he in Last Crusade when he tries to pretend he's Scottish,
0: <laughs> for some reason. If you yes, come to this, view the tapestries, yes, this is this is. How dare he! This is a this is a castle, and we have many tapestries. <laughs> but if you are a Scottish lord, then I am Mickey
1: Mouse. You know the original line was "I am
0: Jesse Owens." Jesse Owens, because which he, goes back to something you mentioned earlier on yeah, this podcast. Because they the Germans didn't know about Mickey Mouse then. There was no, yeah. yeah Mickey Mouse was around. No, one was around. not around.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that was Mickey the studio saying like you can't yeah. say Jesse Owens, but yeah. I don't know why they would have said that. I have to say, as an ex New Yorker, I covet that apartment. <laughs> it's a nice apartment. It's a nice apartment. It's got a lot of room. Especially for one person. Oh man. Put your books in there. Oh you know, some pants you got.
2: Meant to be here here. Yeah. Again, Ugh. just the
0: yeah
1: amount of depth he pulls out.
0: Uh huh. Here, the yeah, both of them. I mean, yeah. Phoebe Waller Bridge. She's she also she can go. Between comedy and drama. The like you key know. still
1: on walk, I just noticed. Mm-hmm. That.
0: But here we go. I
1: love the slowly backing in, because as we said before, Indiana Jones was supposed to be James Bond with a different girl in every movie. And there was this gradual acceptance that he did not have the chemistry with anyone like he had with Karen Allen. Mm-hmm. Hell, he did not have the chemistry with Carrie Fisher mm-hmm. that he has with Karen Allen. Mm-hmm. Griffin Dunn does not have the chemistry with Karen <laughs> Allen. Bill Murray does not have the chemistry with Karen Allen that Harrison Ford has with oh, Karen Allen. I don't know what he wants to have. Those are the only movies i see. Jeff Bridges Jeff does Bridges. not have the chemistry with Karen Allen, and that is all of the Karen Allen movies I have ever seen.
0: Wait, Hold on, there's this bit where he he takes the the the, the uh, little uh, magnet that he put over his face, her face. Her face, yeah. He moves it's, it. it's moved. He moved it right there. Yep, like and a, it's her
1: in Cairo, mm-hmm. which looks like a production shot. But
0: she had to wear a wig for this scene. Her hair is really not that long and gray. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh.
1: This was one of those moments where, when Crystal Skull came out, you know, we were in our thirties. They were in their 60s. We thought that was old. And, and seeing them together, I was like, oh my mm-hmm. god, time just keeps going, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Time makes yeah. John Rustavies <laughs> skinny. get some
2: ice cream?
1: Then how'd you get so skinny, Sala? You can <laughs> never have too much ice cream. Two things John Rustavies knows. You can never have too much ice cream. And nobody
0: tosses a dwarf. And then, and then he's got to sing. He, of course, he's got to sing a song. I am,
1: oh, he's singing,
0: I am the yeah. Marnica of the Sea. I am the monarch Which is
1: what he sings when they get on the boat. On the, the Bantu wind, yes. Yes. Which, by the way, is uh, the only other time I've ever heard that song is in Star Trek Insurrection. Never. They sing that song? They get Data to sing it oh. to overcome his programming. Oh, and they sing the whole song. Oh, jeez.
0: I don't remember that part. I've shut out a lot of that movie.
1: Insurrection is a two-part episode of Next Generation that they spent too much money on. It's like Star Trek Three. It's an odd-number movie that's not good, but it's not horrible. And this, they said, the screenwriters came up with this. They did. To go back to, God God damn it, Indy, where it doesn't hurt. Yep. Which, for a generation like you and me, is the most romantic thing.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Between
1: this and and John Cusack and The Shore Thing, I had a lot of very weird first dates. Because <laughs> as a kid, didn't you think you had to argue a lot with a girl to fall in love with her? That
0: just happened. That's what these yeah. movies do. Yeah, it's a whole. Was it uh, that crazy thing uh, that that bit on Fraser, where you know you're supposed to get in a big fight and then you're turned on by each other?
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, speaking of. uh Things are coming around again. You know, Frazier's coming back on Paramount+. Coming back on Paramount+. Plus, Yep. And if you're like us, you're already subscribing for Star Trek, so you (laughs) might as well watch some Frazier.
0: So here we go to this scene here. You've got to show the fedora at the end. Yep. And... Which is also how Crystal Skull ends. Yep. With Shia LaBeouf going to
1: take it, but then... The old, uh... The old... Looney Tunes Iris.
0: Yep. Which Mangold says that chances are, it's a, while. This is Indy's last big adventure. Chances David, are he's still David out Kep there. David Kep has a. He did take a pass a, yeah. at this, yeah. They, 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 although he, they did go in and rewrite a lot of it, but yeah. But it's like chances are, Indy's still out there working on, 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 um, on a dig here and there. So it's well, not I necessarily think no, like
1: nobody wants to feel that Indy is over. Right. Right. It's. Like, the way I feel about it, it's like, we're not getting another indie movie because the character's 70, the actor is 80, that's a good time to stop. Yeah. But I don't... But as you were saying, you didn't want to see him die. I don't want to see him retire. So that's what. That's why he grabs the hat. Just it's... The
0: adventure's never truly... Never ended. truly ends. Yeah. Well, hey! Third! This is the third. I, I enjoyed it even more. Third time uh, for I, me, too. I've I enjoyed, enjoyed it... I'm enjoying it, and then when I go out and buy the Blu-ray, whenever they announce uh, it, when they announce it, I'll be uh, watching it another few times. I I gotta say, this one definitely has a lot of rewatchability to it. I said I will. I mean, there's a lot to this. Like I can boom. Like let's say this is on. I'll sit down and I'll watch it. Um, just like um, uh, Last Crusade. You know, when I get to the bit when Indian is father together, Henry Jr. together, Henry Sr. together. I can't help but sit down and just watch all the interactions there. Well, you know what? I, I go back to what I was saying
1: before during this film. I feel like the fixed point in time for Indy is going to be Raiders, Last Crusade, Dial of Destiny. If you want to, if you want to see the character beginning, middle and end, you watch those. If you want to watch everything, then you watch Temple of Doom and Crystal Skull. But I, I don't feel like those, other than telling you that Indy had a son in Crystal Skull, I feel like those don't add as much to the character as these three. They're all worth watching, certainly. Right. And my stance has always been Raiders of the Lost Ark is my favorite movie. It will always be my favorite movie. I'm old enough now to admit, no movie's going to come along and knock it out. <laughs> you know what? I saw 50 Avengers fighting Thanos, <laughs> and it didn't knock it out for me. Nothing's going to knock it out for me.
0: Yeah. Endgame does not have the rewatchability. There are certain scenes you want to watch, but not you won't sit through the whole thing. Well, the
1: movie. problem with Endgame is it's so long, and it's the it's Return of the King. Yeah. It's the climax of all these other movies. So nobody goes, I don't watch Endgame today. What people do is what we've been doing on the MCU review. I'm going to go back to Iron Man, and I'm going to watch them all through. Right. And there's this feeling of catharsis with Endgame. There's this feeling of finality in Endgame. We've been saying this a lot on the MCU Review. That's the problem Marvel's had since, is they created the perfect ending, and they keep
0: going. Yeah. Well, that's comics, too, though. Yes. Comics, you know, they'll, they'll never end. They keep going and going and going and going. So.
1: Right. And what comics are supposed to do is cycle you out. Right. Right. <laughs> but uh, thanks what? to Gen X, we broke yeah. that cycle. Yeah.
0: Well, the movies have cycled me out, so, you know. I'll... Yeah.
1: I, I, You know what? I went to see uh, Barbie. Barbie. And, and uh, they showed the Marvel's trailer. And Jill was excited about it, and I shrugged. And it was the first time I shrugged at a Marvel movie.
0: Yeah. I shrugged at uh, Quantum Mania, to be honest.
1: I, yeah. uh, I saw Quantum Mania and shrugged afterwards. <laughs> I was excited going into Quantum Mania. <laughs> I still haven't watched it. I was in a bad mood the day I went into Quantum Mania, so I was like, uh, we were in the middle of moving, and there was a lot of stress uh, going on. And it was like, let's take a break and go see Quantum Mania. But uh, I didn't shrug at the trailer. I was like, oh man, that's going to be really fun. And it, I mean, you got a Paul Rudd Marvel movie with Bill Murray in it and you don't care? Yeah. That is a failure. But then again, Gardens of the Galaxy 3. Yeah.
0: And I will say, the second time I saw uh, Dial of Destiny, I was in the middle of a very bad place, and this movie actually got me out of it for a while. Well, that's good. So.
1: Well, you weren't that good a place when you sat down. How are you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right, right now I'm I, I'm the I'm doing the two beers. I got to go to the restroom dance. So, all yeah. right.
1: Well, you know we are at the accounting credits <laughs> of Dial <laughs> of Destiny, so you don't have to stay for the whole thing. But uh, and there is no post credit scene. So there is. There's I got and thank you for that because that was a perfect finale. To add a little thing would have just untied that bow for me.
0: I did stay till the very end. The season I stayed till post- the end yeah. too,
1: but it was mostly because I just kind of wanted to set it to settle. Yeah. Yeah. And these days, very little does. You're always yeah. up to the next thing. I don't need a post credit scene for everything. You know, just tell the story you're going to tell and move on. I mean, that's one of the things I liked about guardians three was it only talked about the guardians of the galaxy. I mean, it introduced Adam Warlock, but there wasn't a scene talking about Captain America. Right. And then another scene talking about Thor. I mean, Thor starts with Guardians of the Galaxy. So it, it was nice to have that focus again.
0: And it did end by saying that Star-Lord will return. So Yeah, but
1: only Star-Lord. Only Star-Lord. And by the way, I am now what, re-watching... Uh, I'm looking for a thing to re-binge. I finished King of the Hill this week. Yeah. which. I don't think I've ever seen all of and it. it was worth worth it, especially that it's coming back on Hulu. So I'm trying to think, okay, what's my comfort rebinge sitcom? And I was like, I've never watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'll start watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But then I started watching Parks and Rec again at the point where Rob Lowe and Adam Scott come in. Nah. And I forgot how good it was. Yeah. And boy, did Chris Pratt come a long way. Yeah. Because he's funny in it, but man, he's 180 degrees from who he is now. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, and no, I've been, uh, uh, I just keep going back to the West Wing. And I'm afraid, as much as I love that show, Roblo. R- Roblo, as much as I love that show, it just it does not hold up as well. I'm it worried does, about uh, that because uh, it's too hopeful. No, it's just there's something, it's very, no, not hopeful, but it's like, let's just say the, the, the last administration showed a lot of shit that they said would be a big deal in politics turned out to not be that big a deal. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, I will say this. Uh, Going back to Parks and Rec, I just love Rob Lowe. Yes, yes. <laughs> Chris uh, Traeger, I realize, is a character I have never seen before in a, in a show, and yet there's something authentic about him. Yeah, the way too positive, intense guy.
0: That's why right. I would say watch uh, that. Uh, watch um, Unstable. His uh, show on Netflix. That one was a good. Netflix. Was it good? I I, I liked it. it I was... tried the first episode. and It didn't hook me. Yeah, it 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 would take. I don't it it takes a couple episodes to really find itself. Okay. And then and then it gets its bearing and then you, you say fine. I have a feeling that you know, like the second season will be much better. Is it coming back? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, with the writer strike nothing's happening. Yeah, nothing's no, coming
1: better. back. I keep seeing these articles about like what's happening in the next season of Strange New Worlds and I'm like nothing. Nothing. You know what's happening? The people involved in that are walking up and down the street with signs. Yeah. and but Although
0: although a lot of these movie studios are trying to make it seem like it's business as usual because they're making announcements of this and that. Like they announced the yeah. uh, the Lando uh, Calrissian series on Disney+. With, with Donald Glover. With Donald Glover and his brother are supposed to be writing it. And yeah. like, uh, Donald Glover about? and
1: his brother were supposed to be writing a Deadpool animated series. Yeah. Lando's about as close to that happening as yeah. Deadpool was. So he's like, eh you know
0: nothing's happening now well the yeah
1: well i again we could talk about the writers strike for a while obviously we're on the side of writers and actors but the i read a report where the movie studios were very happy with their quarterly earnings because they didn't have to pay anybody and i'm like but you're not making anything that's yeah, give it a year for, that's yeah. the problem with the well focused dry. on the
0: quarter right next year when you have nothing to release then they're going to be rushing things they are going to be like just forcing oh, oh we need this we need that we need to push that that, that. yeah well the 2008 strike is what, when we got the real rush of
1: reality tv yeah i mean we had had it mind uh, you
0: there's still reality tv and then and then i yeah, think it's a, still out there well the american horror story is in production and like uh, was it kim kardashians you know
1: oh she promoted it and got gun trouble
0: yeah because she's she's a, she's a scab she's crossed the picket yeah. line well should.
1: the the podcast i'm listening to uh all have to mention the strike when they're talking about things. I'm listening to, there's a new podcast now called uh, Strike Force 5. Have you heard
0: of this? Yeah, uh, the Colbert, Kimmel, Fallon, yeah, all the, yeah, Seth Myers, yeah. it's
1: all of the late,
0: the late night, night talk shows
1: and they are giving all the proceeds to their staffs who, uh, not only the writers,
0: yeah, that's five, but also the crew that can't work. I was going to say, but that's like five sh- five shows. I don't know how one podcast is going to generate.
2: Honestly, much money.
1: it's like each one of them is going to get a check for twenty bucks, but any amount would help. Yeah. So, um, so, so I think that's I think that's really cool. But they have to mention like I am not promoting this when they talk about something. And a lot of the Star Trek podcasts, um, like I said, Terry Metalis now that Card Season Three is done, and he's he's very much a Gen Xer that rose to the ranks, so he's doing all these Trek podcasts. And there is a limit where they have to set where he has to say, I'm not promoting this. I'm not promoting this for Paramount. You know, like we could talk about what happened, but cause they asked him on one podcast. They were like, so the DVDs, there's, there's gotta be a lot of really cool deleted scenes. He's like, I can't tell yeah. you. He's like, I can tell you what we shot, yeah. but I
0: can't tell you what's on the DVD. And just for the record, neither you or I are SAG or um, WGA members. So no, so I
1: work for an advertising agency, which is like adjacent.
0: Um, so oh we're my, not we're not crossing there's a Tom any Jones lines. song in this
1: movie. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we have both footage provided by Sid and Marty Croft. <laughs> That's the first time I've seen that. You and I have written comic books, which I think we mentioned on the show before. Not affected by the writer's strike, not affected because it's it only the, the it's only screenwriters, only screenwriters filmed at Pinewood in London, filmed in television, yeah, yeah, and Morocco. So that is the end of Indiana Jones: The Dollar Destiny. I think I like it a little more. I'm. Uh, I also want to say. First Indiana Jones movie we've
0: watched together. Uh, that we've watched together from beginning to end, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's worth it just for that.
1: Yeah. So, I hope you enjoy this whenever you listen to it, whenever you manage to see the film. But I, no matter when you listen to this, we will talk to you next week.